Then I have to turn it back up. <laughs> well, maybe you should get new headphones. Hey, everyone, welcome <laughs> to Respawn Aim Fire, a special side quest where we are going to chat about our impressions and reviews of the PlayStation 5. Woo! We have a lot of sexy boys here with us. You can see them all over the screen if you're watching us on twitch.tv slash idiots right now. Or if you're watching us delayed on youtube.com slash... We have our usual Holden, uh, same old, same old Departo. <laughs> <laughs> Say hey, Holden, so people know what your voice sounds like. Hi, I'm Holden, same old, same old Departo. <laughs> we have the world's best virtual wedding photographer, Dallas Smith. Wedding photographer. Yeah. Yeah. You shot said you were gonna, yet. you were gonna do uh, our our in-game wedding. Whose? I don't know. Married. Matt got married. Okay. Did you do his? Agree, yes. He paid you for it. <laughs> Dallas, if you Destiny uh, wedding. I'm not speaking to Dallas, but I'm speaking to the audience now. Dallas is the provider of not today's side quest, but all of our other episodes, the background content going forward. It's going to be screenshots provided by Dallas, by Mattel, the Parker Brothers. We've got Matt from the Average Nobodies. What's up, everybody? Yes. And from Vaulted Podcast. What? And from Vaulted Podcasts. Yes, and from Vaulted Podcast. Check it out on Twitter. It's a recording space in Rhode Island. If you live near Rhode Island or do you want to fly to Rhode Island, I will not pay for your plane ticket, but you can come there and record your podcast. <laughs> yeah. This is what Vaulted Podcast look at Brent. Brent that's what, coming that's in what from Vaulted is. Podcast Studio right just now. Just a brick wall with, with foam on it. <laughs> We've got What's Jeff up? and all of his fun friends in front of him here from the Nerds at Large Gaming Podcast, as well as the Nerds at Large. Do you just call it Nerds at Large Prime? I always yeah, just call it Nerds at Large. Yeah, Nerds at Large. <laughs> if you've uh, uh, listened to any of our content, you've probably heard Jeff's voice uh, quite a few times. Jeff, yep, always what's your favorite here. little friend in front of you? My favorite friend? Ooh, um, it's Shantae, isn't it? <laughs> she hasn't Darby's been around favorite. enough. I I'm very fond of Banjo because he's continuing his job of holding up Nintendo. <laughs> Even from Xbox Land, he's still he holding does. up Nintendo. And we have Brent from the Uncultured Opinions Podcast and Free to Play Podcast joining us from inside the computer. <laughs> he's in the CPU Plaza. I'm I'm Mr. Thanksgiving, <laughs> yeah. and I'm also Mr. PlayStation. So biggest PlayStation fan of this podcast. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm glad you needed my services. <laughs> That's a, a great transition. Before we get started talking about the PlayStation 5, and I promise we will, um, we have to lend some credence to our opinions by letting you know why our opinions matter. So I want to go around real quick and introduce people to your PlayStation history and uh, how long you think you play PlayStation every month. Guestimated number of hours, give or take seven if you are outside of that range of seven, you get ejected from the podcast. Let's start. We're going to go in reverse. Brent, you call yourself Mr. PlayStation. Tell us about your history with it. I'll try to keep it short. Uh, ever since I was born, I think I had a PS1 in my hands playing like the original Spider-Man game. Eventually, I found my uncle's PS2 was playing that a lot. When PS3 came out, my mom, my stepdad, and I had that, and that's what they played religiously. But I was playing Wii at the time, and then I got a 360 because I loved Minecraft. My friends were there. Upgraded to the Xbox One when that came out, but after a while, I just really wasn't feeling it. I went to PS4, loved it, was playing for a while, got a 
I got a PC. I switched that for a little bit, but I just I got called back to the PS4. <clears throat> like I I I couldn't stay away from that bad boy for long, and then now I'm on PS5. I'd Dope. say I play 155 hours of PS4 <laughs> PlayStation every month, exclusively from midnight to 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and exclusively Ghosts of Tsushima. Dude, I play too much Ghost of Tsushima. You love that game. Best of the Jeff. year. Jeff, we're moving on to you. Tell us about your PlayStation history. All right. I never had a PS1. Great start right there. Ooh. Uh, got, a, got a PS2 late in the life life cycle um, of it. Played a bunch of games on that, mainly, mainly JRPGs. Got a PS3 a little late as well. Just play, uh, did a lot of catching up on that as far as games did. Got PS4 relatively early. You know, played all the a lot of the big hits on that that I'm sure most people here on the podcast and listening have played. And like got the PS5 day one, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's my boy. As far as average time, it, you know, it's a little range from like zero when I'm just playing a Switch game is my focus or 100 hours when I'm sick and just stuck playing Persona 5. <laughs> I like those. I like those numbers. Matt. Go. What's up? So I, I had a PS1, played the crap out of Ape Escape, Siphon Filter, um, uh, Final Fantasy VII, but just a little bit of it. I had never really got through uh, the majority of it. And a few other games I don't really remember. I don't really remember a lot from that generation. PS2 came around, and my buddy Tom had it. And I went over to his house, and we were playing Grand Theft Auto 3. And he's like, oh, man, look at this. You can do all this cool shit, pick up hookers. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> So I was like, I'm getting, I'm getting a PS2. So I got a PS2, played that. My PS3 was an Uncharted and Black Ops machine. That was the Hell only yeah. things I played on on, a, on PS3, but played a ton of it. And I loved my fat PS3. The original PS3 was so cool. I could still play my PS2 and PS1 <clears> games. <throat> it was awesome. I used to load in pictures from my digital camera because that was a thing at the time <laughs> when the PS3 was a thing. That was awesome. It had the whole, like... You know the all the you know, read every different kind of card in the front. Yeah, I forgot that it had an SD card and a CF card on the front. Yeah, it's like... so it was so <laughs> unique, and I and I just love the I love the size and shape of it. It was so cool, and I think I played a few wrestling games on that as well. And then I got PS4 at launch. Didn't really play many games when PS4 first launched. I kind of like you know the later half, the last like probably three years when I really like got into PS4 and really dug in. And uh, and here I am today. I probably play PlayStation maybe. This is probably underestimating a little bit. Maybe like thirty five hours a month. I'm thinking like an hour a day, you know, plus a little more. Yeah, I know Dallas is looking at me weird, but I'm trying to think because there's some days where I don't touch it at all. So I'm trying to like find that like sweet spot. I'll say there was a stretch of a few weeks last hours. month where we played like four hours of Destiny a night every night. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, there's an anom- there's anom- anomalies like that as well too. Although so. I think we did that more when he was on his honeymoon. Chad. That's right. That's right. Because we were trying to power you up. We played almost every night for like four hours. But then there's also the times where we were doing the raid earlier this year, and that was (laughs) just... And we played 12 hours straight. I mean, that was just, you know, like, yeah. So, all all over the place. That other voice you hear is Dallas. Uh, Yeah, so, I had a PS1. Um, I remember playing Resident Evil without a memory card. I rented it from Major Video. Yeah, uh, my best friend and I sat down and we played that thing and we got all the way to the to the pot where you fight the snake and died. 
and didn't realize that there was no thing is like it doesn't save on the system like you know i'm used to playing nintendo 64 you don't need a, me a memory card for that thing um and that was like a culture shock for me so i stayed away from buying that game because i didn't want to buy have to buy a memory card i was like against it um <laughs> but that was like my first real memory with the playstation one um i bought a playstation 2 at launch luckily i just walked into a fye at the at the um at emerald a square mall. yeah emerald square yeah and i just happened to walk out with a with a playstation 2 i'm pretty sure they were hard to find i don't really remember but <laughs> um playstation 3 i skipped until late in the generation i was more of a 360 kid at that point um i was a kid i think i was probably like a young adult anyways um but i picked it up to play the last of us and that blew me away it was like one of the best games i ever played in my life so i made sure i got a playstation 4 at launch so i could play it again when they <laughs> released the remaster of that game and since the release of the ps4 i haven't touched my xbox you know i, I bought a series no an xbox one x when it launched but i hardly play it so i've been putting in I don't know, probably 100 to 200 hours a month at least <laughs> on that bad boy and i love it it's like it's like my third child it gets a lot of uh, my nighttime hours so. i love it i uh i didn't join the playstation wagon i'm trying to i can't remember whether it was the psp that i got first or whether it was the ps1 with the lcd screen that i got first yes but one of those was my first one uh, but it it was way after the PS2 had already been out for a little bit that I got the PS1. But my actual like console that I remember actually putting a lot of time into was the PS3. I was an Xbox Xbox boy and an N64 boy before that. But um, the PS3, they announced that they were creating a redesign of it that would stop uh, the ability for you to play backwards compatible PS2 games. And I remember coming downstairs telling my parents, man. They just announced this PS3 redesign and they're not going to be able to play PS2 games anymore on it. And my mom looks at me and goes, sounds like we have to go get you the PS3 right now. <laughs> nice. All right, cool. So we went and got a PS3. I got the Metal Gear Solid 4 edition, uh, booted up Uncharted, and I was like, I, I'm glued to this for the rest of my life. So ever since then, I've always been a PlayStation person. I've had, I had a, a Friends 360 for a couple of years. I had an Xbox One S. I have a Series X. But uh, those get very little use, and I put easily 100, 150 hours a month into those PlayStation consoles. I play with you guys a lot, so I think I, I think I severely underestimated yeah. my numbers. You're at least, <laughs> at least at 80. Dallas is saying 100, 200. Chad's saying 150. Well, I'm th like, yeah, about, 40. I, yeah, I was 40. trying to average maybe, maybe I play like five hours a night. And it's at yeah. least six out, six weeks out of the, uh, the maybe uh, it's just six my days brain. Out. At least six weeks a month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's so, just my brain blocks. Six days a week <laughs> at you know five hours a night. Yeah, that adds up, man. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, I calculated like five like five hours times like thirty one days. There you go. Damn, Smart. Holden, you're up. I plead the fifth. No one wants to hear what I have to say because <laughs> I'm not the PlayStation, PlayStation person. PlayStation. Yeah, I um, I'm more of a Nintendo. How many fan, hours did you put into Animal Crossing this week? Uh, <laughs> this week, I don't know. This week, uh, actually, none this week. Good, but uh, the, that means this you were year playing two PS5. Over, 
Oh, well, I was talking about PS5 a lot, yeah. No, Animal Crossing like over 200 hours this year, though, which is like, yeah, a lot. So I'm more of a Nintendo <laughs> person. But I appreciate PlayStation. I enjoy PlayStation. I think they make good games. And I played a lot of PlayStation this week. But I don't I, I don't know if I could put a time frame on how much how many hours I even spend just playing video games each week. I have no idea. Well, and you say you're a Nintendo person, but Sekiro's not on the Switch. <laughs> it's not. It's not, it, no. It could be on there. Okay, one day the there will be a cloud scene. version, and then he'll... <laughs> oh, God. The cloud version. Then he'll come around the cloud version. <laughs> you have to get another non-existent platinum. <laughs> so, is the PS4 your first PlayStation, or did you have others? So, all right, my, my story there is, uh, as a kid, I was always between... I always did handhelds. I didn't really have like I had like GameCube, but I didn't have a lot of games for it. But I did more handheld stuff, so I go back and forth between DS and and PSP. And I was always in I was always going back and forth and trading in my DS to get a PSP at GameStop or vice versa. I was doing that all the time. <laughs> I never just kept one and then bought the other one. Um, Your friendship then, with Gus makes so much more sense. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, yeah, and then eventually, um, geez, in two, 2016, I got my first PlayStation Home console, which was PS4. So it's kind of late to the game on that. I also got Last of Us Remastered for my first game on that, though, because I always really, really wanted to play that game. And yeah, I mean, I, I got I got hooked just because the games are so good. And now I got a PS5 at launch, so hell yeah. Yeah. Dope. Speaking oh, of PS5. Oh, I was my first PS4 game was Uncharted 4 because it came in the box. And then the first one I bought was Overwatch. I remember on PS3, we're going to get to PS5 in a second, I promise. I remember on <laughs> PS3, when I first got it out of the box, my friend Tim and I were sitting in front of the TV on the floor, and uh, we booted up the game Pain that came with it for free. It was like, a uh, downloadable game. Sign on the PlayStation <laughs> Network, you can download a game. <laughs> but then we played the demo for the first Uncharted, and I remember we walked into the water, and we walked out of it, and our jeans were wet and clinging to us, and we were like, <gasps> my brother was obsessed with pain i think it was just because some because it was something he shouldn't have been playing at the time i think that's legit the only reason he liked it it's funny that the jeans getting wet are like the thing that like you remember like remember like i remember when i got my first when i got my n64 like when i booted up mario 64 and you could like pull on mario's face oh, yeah. i remember like <laughs> running upstairs with my mom i'm like you have to come <laughs> see this. <laughs> Look at this. I'm pulling his mustache oh, and it shit. springs back. <laughs> I totally get Chad there. Uh, Twilight Princess did that with Link. You could walk in the water and then his tunic would be darker green and he was dripping with water. And I'm like, oh, Link got wet. That water is real. That water is <laughs> really in there. <laughs> but let's talk about PS5. Here's how today's discussion is going to go. We're going to talk about four different aspects of the PlayStation 5 from hardware to the user interface and experience, to the game lineup, and then it's marketing leading up to launch. And then we're going to rate it on a 10-point scale out of five stars for each of those sections. We will come up with a meaningless rating at the very end of it based on an average of all of those numbers. And uh, that's going to be our, our discussion today. So I would love to start by just talking about the hardware. Perfect timing since the console itself is on the screen in the background if you're watching this on YouTube or Twitch. Um. Matt has it in his hands. How is that not cable managed the fuck to your console right now, your entertainment well, center? Right now, it's in a temporary spot. It will get to that in a second, but it's te in a temporary spot because it doesn't fit in my current entertainment center. But we'll get to that Ooh. in a minute. But here it is. I was right going to say it's not too big, but I, I guess that might not be true for Matt. <laughs> it's fucking huge. It's a big boy. It's huge. It's it is a big boy. Huge. 
That was the the first thing when I unboxed it. I was like, I knew it was going to be big. Obviously, all the memes, all the things you see. The there was even the AR, like you could see what it looked like on your shelf in AR. I was like, Jesus, huge. But then still taking it out of the box, it was just like, I was not prepared. <laughs> the funny thing is, it, it's light though. It's not heavy. You know, the, yeah. the cardboard inside Much the lighter. boxes were he was heavy. Did you notice right. that? Mm -hmm. It was like yes. weighted. No. <laughs> I was like, that's weird. Yeah, it's not not too heavy. I think I, I mean, all I, the I, memes. I plug my USB cord into it and I, I like push it because it's so light. Yeah. <laughs> I should put the stand on it, but I can't fit the stand in the fucking cubby. Whatever, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean it? It like barely is tall, is short enough to fit inside your cubby? You're gonna yeah. suffocate that thing. Yes. Well. <laughs> I keep putting my hand in there. It's all right. <laughs> you gotta get one of those from the from the couch. You gotta get one of those infrared guns so you can just like <laughs> shoot it inside that thing and see what the temperature perfect. is. Or from the couch, you get one of those hair dryers that can also blow cold air, and you just yeah. sit there and blow it on. I should put a fan on it. You can get a fan. So far, so good. It's, it doesn't seem to heat up too much. I played it a lot. I think um, well, the day it released, and I don't know if it was yes, no Sunday. I had it on. I had my parents over for dinner, and I let my mom play it, and my son was playing it, and it was on for like basically the ten hours, and it was still pretty cool by the end of the night. So, I mean, mm -hmm. the cooling system in it is phenomenal. And for, how about how quiet it is too? Like, I love it. I love it's, it. It is silent. Quiet. Yeah. yeah. It, my, I wouldn't call mine silent. You can definitely tell that it's on, but yeah. it is incredibly just, quiet compared to my PS4. Yeah, like Pro. a slight hum to it, but nothing yeah. like the yeah. PS4 is like. You turn on Red Dead on the PS4, and it's like, you know, my wife knows I'm playing Red Dead. And she's <laughs> or boot up Avengers, digital, and you right? can literally see your PS4 Pro crying. Like, it's just like, um, please don't. Do we don't all have digital? No, Dallas, you have the Disc one, right? I got the physical, physical one. Okay, yeah, because I hear the Disc one's a little bit louder if you have a disc in there. Makes it makes like a slight difference. Yeah. I haven't tried a disc yet. Yeah, I've never heard any PS5, so. Jeff, have you uh, have you tried out the disc drive? Does it make a noise? Um, it made some slight noises when I play Miles Morales, but if it's what Holden says is true, I obviously I had the disc in there because I I got Miles Morales physical. So, but it it's been pretty quiet. Uh, not like a jet engine, like the PS4 get, like what Dallas says with like Red Dead and stuff. Yeah. Ultimately, we should all be wearing headphones anyway for the 3D audio. So really, just everyone else's problem, not our problem. Right. right. <laughs> it's not my problem because I'm always wearing headphones. I can't hear it, but my wife can hear it. I it up, Marks. <laughs> <laughs> I have. So speaking, I, speaking of headphones, yeah. Oh, good. I, I was going to say that's included in hardware. All the accessories, that the headphones, the DualSense controller, like that all counts as PlayStation hardware. Anyone have any experiences the, with those they want to talk about? The charging stand for the controller is dope. I love the charging stand for the controller. So nice. Put that just, on my wish list for Christmas. Place it down. I had the one for, for the DualShock 4 as well. But the one with the DualShock 4, you had to push it down yeah, it like to get it loaded. in there. And like sometimes you wouldn't get it and you'd come back the next day and like it's not charged. Rookie. Like, Rookie well, like come on. Rookie but this one you just like can place it on there and like you just have to like not even fiddle with it for a second and it's in. Like in a lot and like I've gotten pretty good with it where you can put it down, and you know if it's connected or not. And the lights come on, boom, charging. It's just so nice lift and go. Rather than having I like the, the fact USB that it's just contact cables. too. It's not like you don't have yes. to plug in anything to a port for, to get it to charge. Right. Nice. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully I get one for Christmas. Yes. Hopefully my headphones come in before Christmas too. That'd be fucking nice. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'll go too. Yeah, they're, was, they're, I'm gonna go pick up your head. They're at Brent's house right now. 
I oh I have I have one gripe though with the hardware. Uh, one major gripe that oh, I didn't think worse. I would have because I thought this was going to be like a big like success story for the PS5 is this. This fucking thing. The stand. You know, like, the stand. So it, I think this design is genius. Like having it hide, having the little like the hardware and then the button that goes into the the butt plug that goes into the bottom thing <laughs> that, that keep, you know keeps it all nice. Like that's just like a nice touch. Like they didn't have to have that cap to fill the hole for when it's not standing vertically. They didn't have to do that. That's nice. They didn't have to have this be a twist shut. But here's the thing. When it's when you're laying it on its side horizontally and you're clipping this thing in, I thought this was going to actually clip into the panel no. and hold yeah. it there. But it has the rubber feet, which is nice. But anytime you want to adjust it or move it at all, it comes free of the stand, which is just, I, I mean, it's just it, sitting there just by itself. It's fine. But when you have to move it, it's, it's terrible. The other thing is, and I guess I didn't realize this as well, is when you want to put it vertically and you want to have it on the stand, which it, there's not a lot of promotional pictures with it on the stand. Yeah, it has this thing just hanging off on the side, like some like cyst, like turn like, it, like turn it, like turn dead it. Yeah, but then you know. Just like, put it on the back. Yeah, put no, it on the back. hanging off the side. No, it has grooves. No, yeah, but you, that turns back. Yeah, you turn yeah, that it. Turns you clip whatever you turn, turn it to close it, right now, it those line up so that that clip goes on the back of it. Yeah. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. You no. clip it to the back. No, no, no. Did you no. read I'm, the I'm manual? I'm talking about when it's up like this. Yeah, when it's yes. up like that, spin your mm-hmm. spin your, Matt, your I will thing to close up the screw hole. Do it. Do it, Brent. To hide the screws. Yep. But these grooves. If his his video froze. I don't know what's going on. Tell me, did you figure it out yet? <laughs> wait, wait, so, no, so, hold on, you should on, be able so to me, move no. the clip so that it lines yeah. up with the grooves. Like this, See, like Brent has there. Look. What? It's beautiful. No. <laughs> oh shit. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh shit! I'm an idiot. So <laughs> <laughs> wait for me. Because it's open at the bottom when you have it like that. Yeah, but the the screw the will be out of it anyway. The screw's out. Yeah. Of it. The butt oh, plug's yeah, still in there. The butt plug will be in there. Yep. No, no. I mean, when you use it to stand it up vertically, you'll be using the no. screw in in the console. Don't mind me. I'm just an idiot. I'm just a simpleton. I'm just an average <laughs> PS5 lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. But anyway, I still have yeah, an issue uh, with I still have an issue with the sitting on its side. On it comes side, loose, yeah. and I yeah. don't like it. I so. can just I want to pull the room. Who has a Who has a If you're on your side, raise your hand, and I will call out your name so audio listeners understand. Holden does. Yeah, Holden's the only person that has on side. Matt so I, I attempted. I won't. I, I spent about five hours trying to reorganize my cubby. Um, I have a seri- uh, Xbox X, whatever the fuck. The, what is it? This just Xbox X, one X, one X. One X. <laughs> I have one of those. Um, I have my PS4. I have my Switch, and I have my my PS5, and I have a modem. So I have like a cubby which I made custom. I have a cu- custom entertainment center, and it would fit perfectly lengthwise, but I don't have enough space in it to put shelves to get all of the systems on a shelf by themselves and the modem. The so modem is a vertical standing modem. I tried to take the fucking the thing, the stand off stuff, so it would fit, but I can't. I, I think I'd rather have it laying horizontally, but I can't because the modem's too big. So now it's standing vertically, and it looks ridiculous. Because <laughs> I have my PlayStation 4 standing next to it vertically, and then I have the modem next to it, and then I have on the bottom shelf, which is only probably, I don't know, four inches high, I have my Xbox 
1X shoved in there. And then I have my switch in front of everything. It just it looks ridiculous. You could prevent airflow by just stacking them all on top of each other. Right. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. I should. And that way when one of them gets hot, they all melt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I should do is just throw my Xbox One X in the trash and then I'll have one space. Xbox sucks. Yeah. Sell the oh. Xbox One X for an entertainment center. Oh, that's true. I should actually sell it. That's not a good that's a good point. But it's a I'm gonna end up putting X mine S. So it's anywhere shit. I'm gonna end up putting mine on a table, like next to my entertainment center. Cause again, it doesn't really fit in the cubby hole because it can't go all the way back. And I don't want to push it all the way up against the back of it because I don't want the vents in the back to be like blowing against the wall. So I I have it like sticking out a little bit, which is dangerous. And what I was doing with my PS4 Pro as well i had it like just sticking like hanging out in the middle of nowhere i don't want to do that with this so i'm looking for like a small sturdy table to put next to my tv so i can have it vertically now in the position that looks nice with the stand like you guys just showed me and, and have <laughs> that's it how nice. i've got mine also, right here what? off to the side it's my playstation exactly. by itself want, on the table yeah. next to the thing just like that and eventually i'm going to customize this bad boy hopefully pretty soon and uh so i'll be able to display it nice nice so Right now, I, I just kind of. Oh, oh, sorry, Brett. Go on the console. I have mine on the floor right now. <laughs> That's Best exactly way how they imagined it. You twenty-year-old. <laughs> They've thought it up. They're like, I would love no, this to go like, on the floor. Right now, my situation's temporary. I'm waiting on my TV stands. I always have like two chairs that are holding up my TV. So I just have the <laughs> PS4. Like, this P- this PS5 is literally like almost taller than the seat of the chair. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane, but I think when I get my TV stand here, like it's meant, I should have like a little bit on the side, so I'm just gonna put it like on the right next. Because I see stands meant for five inch. I think that's the sleekest look when it's you could stand it right on the end of your TV. <laughs> I want to try doing that. Go ahead. Because I I have mine vertically and I'd rather have it horizontal. So I have mine horizontally. I'd rather have it vertically because I think the whole co- hot take here maybe I don't know. It's 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 pretty polarizing, but I think it's the ugliest console like ever made. It's just fucking atrocious looking. Um, I'm sure it'll grow on me like is whatever. But uh, that's and I still feel that vertically horizontally. I, I, who thought that was a good idea? It looks so weird, like with a portion of it like flapping open, and it's it's weird. It's so weird looking. It does look weird horizontally. But, I think I agree. But at least it's like it's symmetrical when it's vertical, and I can deal with that. But it's asymmetrical on its side, and it it bothers yeah. the fuck Although out of me. You don't have the pregnant one, right? So it, if you have the yeah. pregnant one, standing <laughs> vertically, it looks even worse. Does <laughs> yeah. does anybody feel like it's missing something? Like I, I just feel like it's so and I I guess it's not a bad thing, but it's just so plain. Like there's no PS4, there's no PlayStation badge besides the one that's on the on the side and the like yeah, if you're if you have a stand. Although you can't in, really in see the inner it. flap at the top in yeah. the front of it. It's got a little I, I wish uh, I kinda wish that they had went with like the PS2, PS3 design where they had that little badge that twisted, depending yeah. on which way you had the uh, thing yeah. sit right here, this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah, so it's like this and if you want to oh, have it so sideways cool. it twists yeah. it sideways oh, I don't think you can so see awesome. it, Innovative. But yeah, they did it with the I guess PS3 someone too. did a platinum astro it's just like it's very like nondescript plain I don't hate the design it's definitely not my favorite but yeah I think it just could use that little bit of like the PS the PlayStation like colors like something I don't know I, I'm excited to yeah. see 
if when he's aftermarket or even if official branded stuff comes out and I want like to get some black plates for that thing because I think it would look sexy as fuck with black plates in the black middle like in the blue light like that's gonna look so dope dude all right just plate station <laughs> i just really want like, like in a, a ps1 anniversary edition of the ps5 i feel like that would look really yeah. sexy hell yeah sure. i think it looks perfectly sexy as it is <laughs> I, I, think <laughs> even love I, it. I think it is sexy i just it, to me it's just so off-putting to be in that little cubby of mine just like it, the worst part is like <laughs> You know, the shelf is so, the space is so big that you could just see all the wires behind it. And it's like, I can't do anything with the wires. And like, it just exposes everything behind it. So, I don't know. I go I, back and forth on it. Like, there's some days I think it's like insanely sexy. And then other days where I'm like, what are, what is going on here? <laughs> like, laying in my bed last night watching New Girl, I just see like right beside the TV, like these two like bright LED lights coming out. Like, it's the only thing I can see in the dark. And I'm like, yeah, it's a little weird. I kind of like that. I kind of like the LED I, lights. Can you customize I, the lights? No. Oh, no. No, it's blue when like it's on, just... orange when it's rest mode, white when it's booting up. I thought somebody mine's, said that they customized theirs. I don't, I don't mine know. stay white. You, like, you mine white? don't, like, blue's turning on. For me, white is, like, when it's in Oh, maybe use. it is that. Maybe blue is turning on and... Yeah, I, I also don't like how the, the dual sense, like, the blue lights, I wish those stayed on instead of just that little, like, white like light at the bottom like the mm -hmm. it only yeah. goes white when you turn it on that's a, actually a good point I mean, moving to the controller like i thought on. the leds on the side of it were going to be kind of persistent like they were on the playstation on the dualshock 4 but yeah it's just, it's just the player dot at the bottom that's on to let you know yeah. what player you are uh huh. that and the mute button for the microphone i've noticed that a few times I was like oh i didn't realize that was on the whole time that orange yeah, <laughs> I'm fine with that because on PS on the DualShock Four, like the battery is you know draining fast. And I'm like, I wish I could just turn the light off because I never look at the light. I'm looking at the TV. I don't. I don't even have this light on all the time. So this is like I'm saving battery life, I guess, a little bit. The very it's just a little bit um, by having the light off. So I don't. I don't mind. It still changes within a game depending on the context. But I. I, I don't know. For me, I like the. the um, it's how it's temporarily on and shuts off. I wish I the like PS4 looks... would have done that. It just looks really nice with that blue light coming off the dual sense. I just I it wish there was an option does, yeah. to keep it on. I haven't pay, been paying attention to the light on the controller. Obviously, I see it come on, but yeah, noticing what's on and when and what colors and all that. I just know I know it feels fucking amazing. Like yeah, it so, feels great. Like this controller is the best. Like I yeah, I was, I was telling these guys that when I took it out of the box and my wife is upstairs working and she, I'm like right below her, and I'm like I, I made some noise. She's like, oh, you're right. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, why? She's like, what was that noise? I was like, I'm just holding this controller for the first time. <laughs> She's like, you're gonna cry? I'm like, I mean, I probably could, but I'm not going to. I mean, it just feels amazing. It's it's way better than I expected. Just touching it made it made me feel like this is gonna be an unbelievable experience. Sounds and so friendly, but it could be creepy. Just be careful there. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I used to live for, I guess, apparently, to say it's creepy shit. Yeah. The controller is great. And I think that the not having the full-on light is probably a move, like, as well as, like, it had a, they had a lot of feedback, like, negative feedback with the lights on the DualShock 4. But also, they need every ounce of battery in that controller for the haptics and for the adaptive triggers yeah. because that stuff is amazing and when you're playing for instance astro's playroom i mean that that controller is constantly in motion for the most part like constantly sure. in motion yeah so it's it, they need every little bit of battery so cutting out that that led light was probably 
you know, they yeah. a good move for the consumer because they didn't want it in the first place, and also, you know, save some battery on the PlayStation. Then. And the battery, I think, is fantastic. I've heard a lot of reports of how it's not that strong. It's like I beat Demon Souls in typically 35 hours sessions lasting till six o'clock in the morning and never once did i have to like plug that in and charge it it's great had, it's fantastic battery life i had to plug it in on sunday for the first time i uh, like i said i had my parents over they came over so i was probably playing at like five o'clock i sat down and played with my son for a few hours didn't plug it in they got here at like seven no sorry started playing at three o'clock they got here at five it was on constantly until they left at like I don't know, eight thirty, and then I played probably until one a.m., two a.m., and at like twelve thirty, I had to plug it in because it died. So it was weird. You okay, know, so like so the battery life is definitely more than the DualShock Four for sure. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it's yeah. sounding like my controller might die a lot faster than what you guys are saying. No, oh, really? me too. <laughs> me too, Jeff. I think yeah, it depends on what you're playing. If you're playing things that like. I've been playing a lot of COD and then like bug snacks and stuff that really use the haptics and the adapter triggers. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you're playing like Miles, like Miles uses haptics, but it's kind of like a mild kind of game. Yeah. So if that's like what of a lot of what y'all are playing, I feel like that'll like not waste the battery as well, much as I, you, if, I was honestly I was playing Astrobot Bot with my mother the whole like while they were here. That's what we were playing Astrobot. So yeah, that so, thing was going crazy. So yeah, when I first booted up the console, whatever, controller was fully charged. Darby and I played Astro. That probably lasted about four hours. Um, I tried charging the controller, and this is something I think I want to bring up. I don't know if you guys have the same problem, but the front USB um, slot is shit. It does oh not God, charge yeah. your controller whatsoever. Um, but it's really, so, mine does. Yeah, mine's it, fine. It doesn't. It like it, there's it's a crazy. bug right now that it will not charge it while in rest mode like it's supposed to. Okay, so that, that I, might be it. In the settings, I I noticed that rest mode will only charge the USB port will only work for three hours. You can change right. that. Right now, it's not working at all. It's not working at all. It, oh, okay. Yeah, right. Like, I had yeah, it I plugged well. in all night, and my battery was exactly where it was. And then that's how I knew about how long my battery would last because after playing like an let's say. A couple more hour, like an hour more or two to platinum it. When I woke up the next morning, it's saying, "Oh, it's about dead." Dead. Yeah. Hmm. My headset was like that too. I went to go charge it the first time I played it. I put it in rest mode and I plugged in my headset and it wouldn't charge. It didn't charge anything. So hmm. I don't mind it too much. I I usually sit on the floor leaning against my bed and play anyway, so I can just plug it up. I've never minded plugging my controller up, but yeah, I definitely haven't had this experience like whoa this is faster than the DualShock 4 it just kind of feels like another DualShock 4 to me which is fine you know, I'm not going to complain about it it just it doesn't feel different but I know there's a lot more tech inside the controller so I can't really blame it yeah my DualShock had- was usually dying I'd play a full night and like a half of the next night and then like halfway through my gaming I'd have to charge it again or I have to get my other one and then recently about a month ago, my second controller died, so I was only using one. So I made sure I plugged it in every night before I went to bed. So I kind of got into that mode of making sure I was charging before I go to bed, anyways. And I haven't had the issue with the with the um, USB drive or anything. Um, and if it only takes three hours to charge, it must you know it's fully charged in the morning. So whatever I use, I don't know you know it hasn't been completely dead where it's charged completely in the three hour span. So I don't know if that it only takes three hours to charge or not, but. Um, I, yeah, I haven't had that issue with the USB. The night that it did die, I have a phone charger, so I just charged, I put the USB right in the phone charger, and it was, like, right by my side, so. 
Yeah. I, I wouldn't want it to last more than it is, though. Like, I don't want a 40-hour charge on this controller because I have that play Switch Pro controller, and I constantly forget to charge it because I never think about charging it. Yeah. So then I go to use it, and it's almost at on power. So, like, having this... I think it's the perfect time frame. It's, still, it's a super, super long gaming session. You'll get out of it. And mm-hmm. you charge it every day, and you're fine. You never think about it. My PS... My... No, my... um. My pro controller for my Switch doesn't even charge anymore. Well, the battery lasts like Nintendo three more sucks. years, so you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you're about Fuck to say something? Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, uh, I was going to throw out there while the, my front USB is not working, the back ones work fine, which um, tested that out uh, um, yesterday. Makes me worried about, I think Chad posted some stuff about PSVR, so that kind of stuff has me a little worried. Especially yeah, we'll, with, get that. Uh, we'll get to that in my the- setup. <laughs> <laughs> the UX, we'll talk about that in my experience with PSVR. But I just want to say that, like, Dallas and, and everyone else, like, if you end up getting that dock, I just don't even think about charging anymore. You know, the night I just got my little setup over here. I'll show everyone on the video. Got my little setup over here. Just click my controller down on it, put my yeah. headset in there. Got a USB C cable waiting right there to charge my headset. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was doing with the PS4. I just, before I went to bed, just shoved that. I had the, uh, the stand for the PSVR that has the charging docks in them for the controllers. Yeah. Just throw that thing right in there. So, yeah, I never really understood why people get too like mad about battery life. Anyway, like I feel like just plug it in when you go to bed and it should be fine. Like should I've never fine. really, like I get if you just like throw it out and like you fall asleep one night or something. But like I always just get in the habit of plugging it up. It takes two seconds. These personally for me, as far as the battery life goes, I generally agree with you. But sometimes when you're trying to play a multiplayer game with friends and like the DualShock Four would die really quick. If you just happen to forget to charge it all the way right beforehand, that yeah, can just kind of be true. a pain. Yeah. I think it's funny we've talked to the dual sense for this long and have not really mentioned the haptics or adapter triggers. And that's because everybody <laughs> feels how <laughs> fucking great it is. We don't even have to <laughs> tell you. No. I wanted to ask, amazing. but I didn't want to. I didn't want to throw off Chad's script. But I was going to ask if like the adapter triggers really sold for you guys because I I don't know if I'm feeling them. Like I'm not. The haptics well, are great, but I'm not feeling the adapter triggers at least in the current state like they feel great in astro but when i play right. things like cod or miles like i hate him in miles because it just feels like it's trying to simulate like a, you breaking the web off of the shooters but it really just kind of feels like my controller's stuck and then in like cod like i don't mind it i think it's novel that like i haven't turned them off i'm still just using it i don't mind it too much it's kind of cool that it's like pulling a trigger back but like it was never I don't know. It was like pitched as this really cool thing of like pull the bow back and you feel the tension. Like I don't really feel tension. I just feel resistance. Like I just feel like, oh, you can't you can't pull me back. I'm stuck kind of thing. But I think it has the potential to be really cool. Like we haven't even seen a game that supports a bow yet. Right. So like, yep. I don't know how that's well, use the go, bow in Astro. Bot. God, Astro. Yeah. Yeah. And God, God of War, uh, I think actually has bow support, doesn't it? Brent. <laughs> I'm it's on the last the level of Astro. Astro, I think, is a game that is kind of like built, not built around it, but built with to show the it. adaptive trigger in mind, as yeah. opposed to like a game with the adaptive adaptive triggers as an afterthought. They're two mm. separate things. And I think that besides Astro's Playroom, I haven't, and I don't know if there is an experience that really beats what Astro's Playroom does for those yeah. triggers. Yeah. I, I was talking about, I called my, my brother called me today. And yeah, he was asking me about PS5, and I was like explaining to him, and it came down to it. I'm like, well, he has a, a pretty high-end PC, so he understands what an SSD can do for your system, having the OS on uh, on an SSD. He un- he understands like what you know high frame rate can do for your gameplay and what it looks like. So I'm like, explaining to him now. I'm like, I you know we you know you know all this stuff, but like the biggest leap 
for me is the controller. That the way it feels and the way it plays specifically again with Astro is next generation. That is a a huge step forward for console games and controllers. Full stop. That is what is the biggest thing for me with the PS5 is like the the controllers next generation totally. We get better performance, of course, but the controller is where it's at. I think it has yeah. a cool that whenever you whenever you think about having a, a game that is cross platform or multi platform and it can be on anything, I don't. It's hard for me to imagine a, a circumstance where I would choose to play it without the haptics if that was available. Like I would play right. it on Xbox or I would play yeah. it on PC or Stadia or wherever the fuck. Now, no, I, if it has haptics, I want to play it with haptics because it's yeah. just such a, a different game changing experience. I, even I, did you know, does Destiny take advantage of them? Because I haven't noticed with Destiny. Like I don't no, play it's pods, basically so just translated Rumble for now. Okay. Yeah. I haven't played COD yet, so I don't, I don't, you know, I can't speak to to Brent's experience. But I mean, playing Astrobot, playing a little bit of uh, Miles, like I, I thought, it, I thought it was amazing. Like I was actually. I wanted more from Miles. Like, I, it's interesting yeah, that you said right. that, Brent, that you hated the swinging. And actually, I have another friend that I was talking to that he's like, yeah, I hated the web swinging adaptive triggers. And I turned them off and I was like, I actually wanted more. Like, I felt like right. it was too subtle on the web swinging. I was like, I want more so, resistance in there. So, yeah. I guess the, I guess the, say like how subtle i guess it is i didn't really notice anything different was going on from ps4 and i beat that really? game miles already <laughs> so i played that whole game not really noticing right. much different yeah. as far as just go it's, playing close yeah. it's all the settings are also set to the strongest possible by default so you can go into right. the settings and, and d- dim it down if you want to if it's too much yeah. for you but i definitely say there is definitely some games that do the haptics really, really well? Like subtle stuff, like in Demon Souls, when you uh, go to the Nexus and you're going back, there's like the, you kind of kind of feel like the smoke swelling inside of the controller as it moves around the screen. It's kind of hard; you have to feel it to kind of understand it, but it's really cool. But then you also have like really extreme ones where an Astrobot you're shooting the minigun and the resistive triggers like bouncing against you, and that I was can cool. see that was so it was dope. cool. I can also understand like a multiplayer competitive context where you're playing COD and you might find that really obnoxious and mm-hmm. might not want that because it's going to slow down your response possible um, possibly but um overall i think it adds so much tangibility to the games like a really subtle one in bug snacks i liked a lot was when you i was going to hit- mention that holden yeah, when you go to hit the cameras or the scanner and do the, the shutter to uh, to scan something, you feel like it's like you literally feel like you're clicking a camera. And there's even a yeah. little click coming out of the speaker of the, oh, that's awesome. Of the too. That's it's really cool. Oh, I got it's I like so that. subtle, but <laughs> it's I do great. like it a lot in Bugs Next. I think COD, like I don't mind it. Like I don't not like it in COD because of like the added advantage. Like it doesn't annoy me. Like I, <clears> I've kept it on. It's just like it's more of just me looking at it. Like okay, we were told that like this is cool thing that's kind of like not necessarily help game build immersion i don't really like it's cool like i get the idea but it doesn't feel like i'm firing a gun like that left trigger it's supposed to feel like i'm picking up the gun kind of doesn't like the trigger it's still cool i'm still gonna play around with it more but i i can't help just like thinking about like okay do i feel immersed do i feel like the adaptive triggers did what they set out to do not really. Like I, I did want to bring up that bug snacks thing. Like I do really like it. Like it feels like you're taking a picture. But in other things, like I've yet to see a cool implementation of it besides bug snacks and Astro. It's really great mm-hmm. in Astro, but you know, obviously that's a tech. Thing. Right, right. Gonna show how amazing. Like I want to wait for Horizon, the bow oh, pulling yeah. back, like yeah. stuff like yeah. that. I haven't played of God of War on PS5 yet, so I don't know about the axe. Apparently, that's a 
Oh, is it? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I like Brand the haptics themselves. Like, aside from the triggers, I feel like when you're playing Miles Morales and you see something that's like sparking with electricity in a cutscene or something like that, and you can feel it tingling in your hands, it's like kind of feels like there's pop rocks in your controller, and it's like, ooh. Like, <laughs> that are is fucking awesome for me. Um, and then. Haptics are a game changer. They are, really man. When you're paddling in the water in Astrobot and you can feel it's like a gluk 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 in your controller as you're going, it's just like it's fucking incredible, incredible. what they can do with a couple Literally, of motors. You on can the inside feel of it. textures. So like yeah. when you're an Astrobot and you punch against certain objects, you can tell if you're punching against plastic or punching against metal or what. Yeah. It's it's bananas. It's absolutely bananas. And the way they meld the or like meld together the sound from the controller like the sound effects yeah. and the haptics it makes it yeah. that much more powerful for your senses it it like really takes yeah. to it the next level. You. it does yeah. and i would go to bug snacks for that too because like camera click like part of it is yeah. the camera click sound coming out of the, the that's so controller. cool so it all like just can it, it's great it's awesome bug snacks is also cool <laughs> with the speaker because when you catch like a, a bug snack like you'll hear it's kind of like weird reference but skylanders trap team where you would like trap someone in the trap and you would hear like the audio come from the TV and then it would go all the way to like the speaker inside the portal. So it'd be in real life. It's like that in Bugs Next. We hear them saying their name in the game and then it shifts to like the con- like the controller speaker. Really cool. But play Bugs Next. Bugs like, I know we're not. Man. I know we're not Bugs talking snacks. about games, but like Bugs Snacks, I feel like is a sleeper hit of PS5. Even though like everyone knows the song, I don't feel like people are gonna play it. Actually, <laughs> need to play it. I will it's great. It's great. People- a lot of people will since it's PlayStation Plus. It's free yeah. on there for yeah. two months. Just right now, people are focused on Miles and Demon Souls and all that. Okay. Demon Souls. Valhalla. Yeah. Can, can we get some love Valhalla, please? <laughs> yeah, but so Valhalla good. has no but haptics, an Xbox so bleh, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> all right, but let's move on in just a moment to uh, the user interface and the user experience, but I want to wrap up hardware by scoring it. If you could score the hardware, and this includes, again, the Before- console itself, it includes the accessories like the DualSense, the Pulse 3D wireless audio headset with 3D audio from Sony PlayStation for PlayStation 5. It includes the docking station, all of that stuff. Out Can of it five, also include the SSD, though? Because we haven't talked about the SSD yet, and that's also kind of important. Also includes the SSD. It includes liquid cooling for the CPU. It includes all of that. So, Holden, it sounds like you might have uh, some ideas or some things you want to bring up that might justify your score. What do you got? Well, I just wanted to bring up the SSD because I think it's a really important part of of the hardware. That to- I mean, yeah. it kind of ties into user experience as well. But that SSD makes that console blazing fast. Yeah. Everything is so snappy and fast. I mean, I remember on PS4 going just to look at the storage of my PS4 and it was taking up space, and it would take forever for it to tell me what games were there, how much space was left. I I don't think I've waited more than half a second for anything on that console. Yeah. It's so snappy. Dude, and it, I was it, on my I was on my PS4 today, real quick, like just downloading some of my cloud, like up uh, uploading some of my data to the cloud. Dude, it took like thirty seconds just to get me into the menu to like pick what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Like mm-hmm. then PS5 is like. I get in there and like, oh, do you want to download stuff? Okay, you're done. Yeah. It Did makes you, the you guys whole remember thing modern. trying to record Warzone victories? Oh my god. Or take a screenshot? <laughs> so bad. Yeah. yeah. It would just yeah. take we'd have to hold the button for, I don't know, twenty seconds before it yeah, would you register hold the button anything. And then you're just like, All right, I'm gonna run around and, and right. I know forty five <laughs> seconds from now the thing's gonna finally pop, pop up on up. the screen and then I'm gonna have to yeah. choose my video in the middle <laughs> of a firefight. That's insane, man. <laughs> 
Like, I know I'll bring uh, up bug snacks a lot, but apparently on <laughs> PS4, like, the loading screen will, like, show which, like, bug snacks you've caught. I've never noticed that on PS5 because there's, like, <laughs> literally no so loading screen. <laughs> the loading screen doesn't you... get to that point. Godfall will give you the tips of like, hey, if you do this feature and you wait, it's gone. Like, what was the tip? I couldn't see it. Something I'm curious about for Miles as far as like fast travel, because in um, Spider-Man PS4, you would see Peter in the subway like texting stuff for a while. But in Miles, it's instant as far as fast traveling goes. So I wonder if the PS4 version, you get exclusive Miles on subway scenes. <laughs> they did make them, and you can turn them on in the Spider-Man Miles settings on the ah, PS5. Okay. If you That's want cool. to see those, you can. It's just an ad. Do you want this loading screen gone? Buy a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buy a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold it. So what's, your, what's your hardware rating out of five stars? Ten-point scale. Out of, fi- out of five stars... I'm, I'm going to give it a four. And the only reason I'm giving it a four is... I expected more from Wi-Fi speeds. I feel like that's the only kind mm. of thing that I feel like was not upgraded, and I kind of had this assumption that it was because I have blazing fast internet at my house. It's really fast, but I don't see a difference in that on my PlayStation 5. I feel like every device I have can take advantage of the speeds of my Wi-Fi except PlayStation 5. The device where I download the largest files and would like it to download quicker. I also think that there's some bugs right now in terms of its networking, at least maybe I'm just my console, where I'll feel like I'll download a game and I'll get some sort of notification saying, oh, we couldn't download this anymore, could not install, uh, was unable mm-hmm. to, you know, to do whatever, or I'll get disconnected in some way, or we had some voice chat issues the first day, and I think that might have been related to some of the Wi-Fi problems I was having on my on my unit. So I think that's, but that's the only thing I I can really knock off points for. Everything else, is I think, just some of that is perfect. is attributed to just PlayStation Network getting slammed because, like you mentioned, yeah. party chat and downloading things was taking a lot longer than even it would on PS4 for me. Mm-hmm. Like it, I think it's just the network getting yeah. slammed, but that's part of that experience. The upside mm-hmm. is at least file sizes for games have been noticeably smaller. Like Call of Duty Warzone is 80 gigabytes as opposed to a bazillion gigabytes. <laughs> Destiny is <laughs> 50 difference. gigabytes now. It's a huge difference. It's because of the SSD. But so at least the download times are better in that sense, but not actually because there's faster Wi-Fi downloading. Yeah. But I So did I give a store? Was it 4 or 4.5? 4. 4.5 4. Out, of, out, of, out of 5 stars. Oh, we're going to 4.5 now. Okay, okay. 4.5, 4.5 yeah. <laughs> Jeff, what do you got for score? I might go with the, uh, might go to four point five as well, because yeah, everything is a lot more. It's lots of the controller is great and all that. Um, as far as the where I dock points, at least some points is the I didn't mention it too much when we were at that point. The shape and the side of the console, I don't <laughs> like it. Like it looks fine, but I do not care about that with console. I wish it was a cube like the Xbox. If I'm being honest, because I have no yeah. idea, especially when Darby gets his PS5, how we're gonna do our entertain- entertainment system. I don't know if it works in my little cubby holes. I it's on really the inside that counts, Jeff. It's all on the inside. Didn't you not watch the <laughs> It's on the inside that matters. It, you're right, but <laughs> un- unfortunately, I'm a mean soul. I got to duck some point. <laughs> um, I just want to ask real quick because I'm as um wondering. Who has the Pulse um, headphone things? I was considering getting some. I have one. Yeah, I, I have do. It. Is it good? I like it, it a is lot. A, I mean, I'm coming from a headset, headset that didn't work for me. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was planning on upgrading, and that seems like a good one for the price. I, I would say this. Don't 
don't buy it. Like if you have PlayStation Golds and Platinums or whatever you want and you're thinking, oh my God, this is going to be a big step up. It's not. It's it's more comfortable. I like the ergonomics of it. I think it's the design is like really cool, but um, it itself, the product itself is not really a huge upgrade aside from being able to do 3D audio wirelessly, mm -hmm. which the others Yeah, I just have like a $30 pair of um, 3D audio VR headphones that aren't... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to pick them up at some point. I don't want to use these razors yeah, on my tomorrow, PS4. They're out there somewhere. They're in Chicago now, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff, right, I'm Dallas, getting mine. They'll get be the... here on the 23rd. Hopefully. All right. <laughs> well, what's your, what's your hardware score, tomorrow? Dallas? Um, I, I'm gonna give it a five, man. I, I mean, to me, this is the the best gaming experience I've ever had. So, you know, I I don't have any experience with SSDs. I don't have a high power PC. I never played anything at 4K 60. Um, you know, I I don't I never experienced anything like that. So, you know, the haptics blew my mind. Um, everything about this system has impressed me thoroughly. Um, I was even impressed by the size of it. <laughs> So, you know, bigger, better, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm loving every everything about it. You know, the SSD blew me away. The speeds, you know, from sitting on Destiny with you guys for months now, waiting and waiting for shit to load. And, and to be like, not like last night, I'm like, when we jumped in, I was like, all right, I'm going to quit out of Valhalla, load up Destiny, go to the bathroom, grab some Cheez-Its, get on the couch. And like, <laughs> before I walked around my couch, it was already on the loading screen. Like it was already ready to press X and enter, you know, before I'd be able to do all that shit and come back and still get the bullshit for like a minute before I loaded. So, yeah, the SSD alone, the 4K um, it helps having the new TV. So, you know, all this, this whole experience has been a five for me easily. Perfect. Brent, what you got? Um, I don't know. I'm thinking a 3.5 or a 4. Like, it sounds kind of harsh, but it's like, I'm loving it. I think it's the best gaming experience I've had, and I have a gaming PC. I got an SSD in it, and it didn't blow me away. PS5 blew me away. I'm loving this. It's the happiest I've been in a while, which I didn't see, but whatever. <laughs> Why not? It's just like, I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't revolve my life around a PC tech, but you know, that's just... If it brings you joy, man, that's all that matters. If it brings you Marie joy... Marie Kondo, man. Facts. That's right. Well, like being objective, it's kind of like I've had it crash on me a few times. Like I don't care. Like I'm not the people. Like oh, it crashed. It's so dumb. So, yeah, technically, but just, I don't care. I just back up. But I think it has room to grow. So as of right now, I think it's a 3.5 or a 4. I'd say a 3.5 just to be in that space. I think eventually in two years, this will be a objective five. It'll be a personal like eight. Like objective five, I think. Like it has some things to work on. Right now, I only but have I'm one loving crash, it. Luckily, you know, I haven't had technical issues. Didn't have, you know, I'm hardwired, so I don't have Wi-Fi issues. You know, I. It's just been an all around ten five star experience. Right? I've, I've had I one hard had crash. crash. I've had like off. Yeah, I haven't had Scary. any crashes. What I have had is something really weird. I'm curious if you guys have had this too, where I'll turn it on from rest mode and it'll turn my TV on. So the TV clearly connected to the PlayStation because otherwise that wouldn't have happened. And then the TV says, we don't get an HDMI signal. We have nothing going on over here. But the blue lights of the PlayStation <laughs> are on. So I have to go to my TV, unplug HDMI, then plug it back in again. and It works fine. It hasn't oh. done it the past two days, but the first like few days it was doing that. It was really annoying. Will it Actually, work if you just switch HDMI inputs? If you like, just like cycle through HDMI inputs on your remote. Yeah, if I no, it didn't really, 
That's yeah, strange. I turned the TV off, back on again, recycled the... I even switched to different HDMI ports. It didn't matter. It was weird. But oh, it just, wow. it's not been a problem the past two days, so... Crossing my fingers. I could do that Matt, what you got? Uh, I'm giving it a five. I'm with Dallas. Um, here's here's my... And I know I talked a lot of shit about some of it, uh, the way it looked. Sorry. It's the looking stand, right at me. The stand uh, that you didn't know how it worked. The stand that... Well, that's, that's just because I'm an imbecile, and I didn't realize how to stand it up correctly. But still on its side, I have that issue where it moves around, but I'm planning not to have it like that anyway. So anyway, I would... I, if I was going to take points off, it would be because of the design. But I cannot fault Sony on going this route because they took a leap, and it's so different than any other console that I've ever owned. I'm looking at my PS2, my PS4 Pro. It looks so different than that in any other console I've owned. They took a leap. I'm more of a function over, you know, style person and. But if if the, if the whole world thought like me, everything would just be square boxes. So I'm glad for Sony to go out on a leap and do something like this. It's very cool. I, you know, I can't fault it. And who, and honestly, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It performs fucking awesome. I and mean, the SSD is crazy good. Um, and it just makes it, it it makes it feel like next gen. Like I said, the controller is that big step forward. So I'm giving it a five. I've had a couple issues, but. With like crashes, but like very small, nothing major. Like it powers back on in a second, and I'm playing miles again. So yeah, I'm giving, I'm giving it a five. It's awesome. It's everything I wanted it to be. And I'm thinking about us playing PS4 and like everything being like we were talking about with capture and you know, screenshots and video recording, everything and parties just to get into a party. Like if I was just playing a game. Just to say yeah. goodbye to each other. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> right. That, yeah. It, like just, just like go. If I was playing a game and one of you guys sent me a, a party invite, like to be able to like have that, I'm like, oh shit, like I'm fucked now. I'm playing online Call of Duty and and I have to press this button and the whole thing, the whole game goes away. It's it, it's just it's everything I wanted it to be as far as snappiness. And now, yeah. It, so I give it a five. I love it. Dude, game night on launch day was so smooth. Like, it was the smoothest I've ever played online with somebody. Yeah, actually. They, it, besides, like, a few of you not, like, knowing that the card was right there for, like, parties, I feel like it's still, like, insanely smooth. Just being, like, the card's right there. You click on your party. You can, like, look at everyone who's in there. You can leave the party really quickly, check vocals. You can, like, do the slider for, like, how to adjust, like, how much balance you want between the game and the chat, which... Apparently right. it was in the PS4, but it was like hidden so and it was like hard to use. Yeah, yeah. That's I eventually once we all learn the the menus and all that stuff, you know, it's still working some things out. Like there's some things I keep on forgetting where they are and stuff. But you know, if if it, it'd be so quick if I just knew where to go, like I don't have to worry about it taking forever once I know where they be. Right now, the the struggle is well, shit. Where was that again? But other than that, it's you know. Also, the mind. capture feature, like you don't like, you would always be like, "Oh, what was my default? Was it like five minutes or like crap? It's set to thirty minutes. I mean, thirty seconds, but I wanted like this last two minutes. Like you can go in and be like fifteen, thirty, five. Like, yeah, no matter. Yeah. Like you don't have to choose a default. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna round out the hardware by also giving it a five. I think that it is. <laughs> I think that it is. <laughs> it is an amazing piece of tech from the inside out. It is incredibly crafted like i think crafted is a really good word for it every single piece every single detail from the inside to the outside to the accessories it is all designed 
and it all looks great together. It is one cohesive ecosystem. It is, it's wonderful. Uh, and I even like, I bought the camera, even though I have no reason to use it right now because Twitch <laughs> is broken for me on it. Um, we'll get in. I'm going to dock it a lot under user experience and UI because uh, of all the software issues I've had with it. But hardware wise, I think it's a five. I think it's got so much going. The haptics are incredible. SSD is game changing. Yep. It's, it's great. <laughs> Let's talk about UI and UX. Uh, and I want to start this by talking about the setup process for it, how that went for you, and then also talking about just like the interface itself, how like your your main menu, the control center, the activity cards, those kind of things. Um, it's all. For me, the UI was also incredibly positive as an experience. I really only have one very minor gripe, and it's entirely my own issue, not the PlayStation's issue, is inverting how the PlayStation button works, where you have to hold to get to the menu as opposed oh, to yeah. pushing. And, and I have to like I have to recalibrate how I handle that button now. I'm getting used to it, but there's so many times I'm like, all right, time to put rest mode, not the menu. Damn it. Yeah. One push. <laughs> Then rest mode. Um, the good thing is it doesn't that, take five minutes to back out of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 <laughs> press the wrong button. You're like, oh, shit, I'll just press it again. And done. Yeah, exactly. So it's not a huge thing. And it's just, again, it's, it's on me. Like, I just need to learn that. And it makes sense because they want you to use the control center more because the control center is so useful. It's snappy and fast and getting in and out of parties is great. Checking on downloads is really quick. And without having to leave your game, uh, the cards... I'm I'm indifferent on. I don't really have a feeling about them because I haven't really needed to use them that much. But I've heard some good reasons from you guys as to why they're very useful. Like Chad mentioned, trophies and kind of jumping into trophy quests much more easily. But I I love the UI. I'm in love with it. And the other stuff I mentioned earlier too, with just how snappy it is and checking storage. But that's all SSD stuff for me. But technically, that's UI as well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on the cards, man. The you called out the trophy stuff for me, I think it's going to make platinum trophy hunting so much better when I was doing mm. Astrobot to be able to just hit the, the PlayStation button and it up pops. And like, it's, it's based on like what I'm so close to getting as well. Like I finished the game and it's like, Hey, you are 87% of the way to getting this trophy. So that's the first one that we have here. And it, I look at it and I go to the card and it says, you'd find this one puzzle piece. This is the level it's in. This is the part of that level. Here's a video of how to get to it. And then I click the resume button and it's like, cool, we're going to warp you exactly to that spot so you can do it. It's like, that's amazing. It's perfect. And <laughs> so I was amazing. knocking out trophies so quickly with that. Is that only and, for that game though? Or is that feature in all the games so far? So I've, I've had in Miles Morales, it was not quite that detailed, but it does have like, hey, you need to clean up like four more of these little lockboxes from around the town. Mm. And here's where you have them remaining and what districts they're oh, remaining. So it did in. tell you where they are and stuff. So I, I wasn't it sure did, if it, it was show just me, like they didn't have the, the, like the video tips like Astro right. had. But it told but you. they at least said, hey, this is in the Upper East Side or whatever. Okay, that's cool. I oh, thought exactly. it might be the, the trophy list like you got on PlayStation 4 where it's like you're 86% complete with this and it just what the name of the trophy is and what you needed to do. Like if it actually gives you more information where it says it's in this area, go, you know, then you know where to go and where to find it. Because that, that'd Astro be so Bar. helpful for like God of War. Um, I think I'm like yeah, with 97% the and I need one fucking raven and I don't want to play through the whole game to find this fucking <laughs> raven. You know what I mean? Yep. 
So Astrobot's mm-hmm. really, really nuanced like that. So I was in the CPU jungle and at the first area, I think, and there was one puzzle piece I hadn't found. And the hint video was exactly that puzzle piece that I hadn't found yet. I yep. didn't have to like, cool. there wasn't even an option to say, which video do you want to see? I just said, give me a hint. And it gave me that video specifically. So yeah. it can be tailored to be that nuanced, which is really cool. It's also not so in your face that it's like asking you to cheat. It's more of like, right. okay, I've searched around. I tried to find it i couldn't find it let me just go and use this option now it was it was very clean very seamless so i was letting my son play a lot of it and you know he'd finish the level and i'd be like all right let's check and see if we found everything and like i'd select it go to the card and we found we missed some a few things so i just hit the video and then mm-hmm. like you said it's like it tells you exactly which one you missed like this is the one you need yeah. it doesn't it doesn't filter all of them it just gives you the one that you don't have or the two you didn't have yeah, it was, remember when Stadia was like, promised this and didn't do it? <laughs> what does Stadia even do? I never even fucking turned it, it on. It stays in a box. It's a box I'm not going to open. It stays in a box. What it does is it begs you to play it by yeah. sending you free stuff. <laughs> I do kind of want that Stadia box, honestly. I'm only going to play it if that, when that game comes through. I forgot what the name of it. Uh, on to the End or in, uh, yeah, On to the End, I think. I, don't know, I tagged you guys in it a little while ago. They were doing like a demo on PC. I was like, you guys going to play this because it looks so cool. But then they, they announced it's coming to Stadium. Like, fuck yeah, I'm going to play my Stadium. Dope. Can't wait. Chad, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you, since you're yeah, the trophy guy here, like, what do you think about the list? Like, when you actually go in a all like, side to side? Because I don't like it. I feel like it's so much harder for me to read, like, pay attention to what it's asking. I like the vertical, I think, called up and down. I yeah. never that. <laughs> like on PS4, I liked it where it was up and down. It had a long bar so I could actually read or maybe click on it. Or if it was a hidden trophy, I would just press X and then square. Now, if it's a hidden trophy, I got to press X and then options. Show. Click on show, hoden, right. show hidden. Yeah. I don't like the new trophy menu. PSN but I like profiles. I, I might like it I do, if I get used to I it. I use PSN profiles a lot more on PS5 than I did on PS4. <laughs> I always have my eye. When I'm doing a trophy run for a game i always have even now with ps5 i have my ipad set up with psn profiles my trophy list yeah i just like i i haven't quite figured out the easiest way to get to the full trophy list which is like the first thing i gotta figure out the best to do right now i think the, the fastest way i know to access the full thing is to go to the home screen where you then have the play button and then the trophies are off to the side of it i was like okay that's that's how you get well, the full list. If you if you go to the control, it's you go to your profile, and it's in there. It's in the profile. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it has yeah, like gotcha. game time trophies. Um, you know your. But that's setting. still like you go to your profile and then you go to the trophies and then you still have to pick the game, right? Well, the, I think hmm. no. I think once you hit the trophies, it lists all the trophies you have per game. Kind of like how the PS4 menu was, I think. I'm yeah. trying to remember. I don't, I don't know, know but, exactly. But to answer your question, Brent, it's it's definitely a lot harder to see at a glance like how many of them I have, how many trophies there are total. It's like how long is this carousel that I'm going to be scrolling through? Right. Uh, I also have been – it's not quite as easy for me to very quickly identify with a glance which ones I have and which ones I don't. Like I feel mm-hmm. like the, the, the card itself that represents the trophy isn't as obvious if I have it or not. Uh, and then there is – it's an extra step now to also – find out the hidden info like you mentioned it, rather yeah. than just clicking the trophy and pressing square it's now click the trophy press options press show hidden info 
Um, so that's that's a little frustrating. Yeah. I don't like it because like options is like a harder button. It was like more yeah. annoying to have to press that hard <laughs> button. <laughs> also, for some reason, um, I don't know if it's going by rarity or over quantity, but on miles, it said I had 25 out of 50, and it said I had 39%. So I don't know if it's going like, oh, you, some e some trophies are easy, some trophies are hard, so that's kind of what we're doing the percentage, but... Yeah, like, for instance, uh, I can remember this for Bioshock Infinite. Like, I had one trophy left for the Platinum, but it still said I was at, like, 75%, because that one trophy was play through the entire game on the hardest difficulty without using saves. So it's like, that's weighted a lot more than the other trophies. Hmm. That makes sense. Also, math is hard for computers. <laughs> it's a really hard time with it. I, uh, as far as my experience with the cards go, uh, I haven't really, like... I didn't do any of the Astrobot things where I looked up the. I mean, I've seen videos of people doing it. I haven't haven't done it myself, but I found the cards to be very useful in the way of when I go to a card or when I go to the cards. There's something there that I need. Um, yep. Join a party. Mm -hmm. Oh, Holden sharing his screen. I want to. It's right there. Like it's, it's right all there, yeah. very useful stuff. The first few cards are like, oh yeah, okay. Like, I don't usually go this deeper is, than right, that, but right. it's quick, and it's right there, and it works, and it's usually something that I'm either looking for or something like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll jump right there in that spot in Miles, and I'll, you know, start that mission. Um, so I, I do like it. As far as the setup, super easy with the app, the new app. Mm -hmm. Like, super, super easy. And also, I love the fact that they gave me an option for two-factor, which I'm trying to switch every app or every you know account that I have that has that option. I like to switch it to that. So that that was cool. Um yeah. I yeah, this, I just it was super easy was setup. Breeze. I was yeah. blown away. Like yeah. I think I, I got a little nervous because I, I texted you guys. I was on like a prepping installation screen for like 20 minutes yeah and i think i thought maybe they was like grabbing all my screenshots as a guys what if this is grabbing my fifty thousand screenshots i have and chad's like yeah you're gonna be there for fucking 48 hours man you're fucked um but i don't know what was taking so long but it, it eventually loaded up and like instantly valhalla was just there like i didn't you know like it was just what i was playing the night before on my ps4 and like it was already there you know, mm -hmm. Was it the and PS5 was like, version that was already there, or yeah. was it PS4? Yeah, so that's that, good. that was weird. Like people were mentioning that, like, make sure you're playing the right version of this game. So I, I got all nervous last night, and I was like, let me check this shit. And it seemed to be all, you know, because I have two different play times. You know, like I think yeah, Brent I mentioned that. that. Yeah, yeah, Brent was like, this is so stupid. Well, I was like, thank God I could check it that way. I was like, I'm gonna go check because I remember Brent told me, and I have two different play times, so I know I'm playing it on the PS5. But yeah, it was like, and two different trophies but, too, right? Yep. It's so dumb. Why Zero is it ten. like that? Why are we told like, hey, play it on the PS4. It's fine. You can just get the PS5 version. And then also like, oops, psych, you have to read all these trophies now. It's I, so dumb. I don't know like how it works per game, but if I'm not mistaken, I guess you guys know more me since you guys are doing Valhalla. Um, because it's dumb. It's different by game slash developers, but Ubisoft's actually doing, hey, if you have the PS4 version, you instantly get the PS5 version downloaded. So it's technically like a different skew yeah right. mm. so you don't like yeah I, it was valhalla that i noticed that on because i played it on ps4 me and dallas were playing it i was like all right i'll just put it up on ps5 for one when i went to go download it, it just download the ps4 version so i was wondering why i had to download it again so i was like all right whatever this whole system is stupid like i have to rant <laughs> about the ui for like i'm gonna rant about the ui for so long i i hate so much about it and i love so much about it the whole like backwards compatibility is so dumb. 
you have to like there's certain games like it did this for me for Valhalla and COD. You have to go in even when you download from your library, it's gonna download the PS4 version. You have to go to the store and like I even figured this out before like so many like accounts had to be like, oh this is what you have to do. You have to go into the store, you have to go to the game, click the little dots icon next to buy or play, and then you have to click the SKU you want. So like sometimes if it has DLC it'll be like, oh Ultimate Edition or oh PS4, PS5 version. You have to click that and then click download. And then, like we said before, it splits up the trophies, splits up the playtime. So I have one Valhalla that's 11 hours, one Valhalla that's two hours. Not to mention, even on PS4 games, there's some that say like three hours, some that say 27. Some of those are demos, but some I know are not. Like in Justice 2, <laughs> yeah. like there's like I got Justice 2 again like a couple weeks ago. I was playing it. I got an hour into it. I saw that in my like playtime i was like what i know i have more than an hour Scroll all the way down and then there's my 111 <laughs> hours from justice 2 like, none of those are the beta i never played the beta so those are just two different versions of a game it does that a lot it does that for demos too and it won't tell you it's a demo or a beta are they two different also... versions of the game though like did you buy like the old like the i don't it, know game, that the... might be what it is I'm i just realized that because recently it was the ultimate edition so that might be but that's so dumb like it doesn't tell you that but either on ps4 too right like if you bought the ultimate edition of horizon you could get all the plats again in that game even if you beat the really? original no. yeah you could you could play through the ultimate edition which comes with the dlc or the game of the year edition or whatever it is and you could mm. you could pl get every single trophy again so you could get two plats in two different horizon games i, I do like connected that. to being able to hide games which you can't do on ps5 yeah but was possible on ps4 so once they add that back in like hopefully you can just go in and hide injustice to whichever the you know two hour version of it was and keep the 110 hour version or my god like i have the final fantasy 7 demo where it's like you played this for less than an hour i'm like i played final fantasy 7 more than that oh right that's the <laughs> yeah. demo. or all these playstation now games i would never play like so hopefully that resolves that time frame and having the duplicates there i, I feel like they'll have to add that back again also when you download miles it does the thing where it downloads both of them and even like talking to chat oh, he didn't that. even notice it until like you realize you go into your extended if you have an extended installed, it automatically installs it there so I was like, why are there two versions of Miles? Like, one of them's not the remaster because the remaster's there too. And I was like, what? I at least like that I can play the PS4 version on PS5 so I can get that plat again without going to my PS4. But it's still dumb how it tries to install both of them. It doesn't even tell you in download four or five. I like the card system. I think the cards are cool. Like, I Bug Snacks uses them really well. Never gonna stop <laughs> talking about that game. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I try. I tried to like not use them. Like I tried to figure out how to catch each bug snack on my own as much as I could. But there's sometimes where like I don't get this, and like the help, like the game help, would like be a really like useful. Those I like that a lot. But going on like not to try to make this episode a lot longer. I'll try to be short. But, like talking about, I was talking about this on free to play a couple days ago. I still have to edit it, and the word I used a lot was restrictive. And I don't necessarily think it's restrictive, but it just kind of like, I don't think it's just like new console blues, not knowing how to like navigate. I think there's a lot of like, sometimes it feels like I'm boxed in where I'm pressing so many things trying to figure out like, oh snap, gotta do this. Or like, oh, I can't do this. Like, it's like so many different like workarounds to get to a certain menu, like trying to figure out where your capture gallery is or like going to your friends list, trying to feel like took me a while to figure out where my 
messages where you have to go into game hub and then it's a, it's parties now so i'm like what i couldn't figure out where my messages were so a lot of things like it's not restrictive and i still love the basis of the ui i think it's really nice it's just like sometimes it really feels like i'm boxed in and i can't really tell what to do i agree yep so for the I UI, think one last go oh. yeah go for it jeff oh um for our ui stuff i haven't messed with all as nearly as much stuff as you guys have like trophies and stuff and i haven't that's trying to do like group chats and stuff yet i pretty much have just started the games and been playing those for hours on it but <laughs> just kind of the two things i guess i can touch on is just going to the player cards i haven't done much with them brent i'm glad you mentioned bug snacks because that might help me because i'd even think about <laughs> using those <laughs> is there already one of them that i need some help on um yeah, some of those get really hard. Like, it's, like I don't know no, if it would be this hard, but that weird sandwich worm thing is. Oh, the sub, the sub centipede. <laughs> yeah, but um, they love ranch. <laughs> I love that game so yeah, much. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, so okay. stupid. It, this is the time for that. Um, but I, the one time I did the player card, and it's kind of going back to the like how thing fast load that just really impressed me was um, when I was going to um, play Astro again, um, and you know, get all the trophies I needed for the platinum. I just clicked on it and it, one of the cards was just go to the um, the beach level. I clicked on that for the main menu. Astro wasn't even open. And there's like two seconds later, I was loaded into that level. And it's That's just kind of like, okay, yeah, this is, you know, the next gen. The <laughs> other thing is, I don't know how much you guys had a problem with this on PS4, but just the way the PlayStation Store is on the main menu and how fast that is to get there. Yeah. Right. Thank fucking God. Because yeah, <laughs> it takes forever to load if it ever does on my PS4, and it does yeah. in Darby's as well. Yeah. The one thing Distant. that has blown me away is the explore page. Like every time I turn, like I've literally every day I've turned on my Xbox, my my Xbox, my PS5. I'm like, oh, what is what are they trying to like? I want I want to play what they're trying to sell me right now. Like this looks yeah, amazing. Was, <laughs> not wrong. What did I text you guys yesterday? I, I turned on Fortnite, my PlayStation and the Fallout Black 4. Widow winter suit was oh, yeah. for Fortnite was huge on my screen right. and I was like shit Dude. I downloaded Fortnite I fucking bought it and I was like yep if I'm gonna play Fortnite I'm not gonna play Fortnite without this suit I'm not right. some idiot so I so I downloaded it and I get it so it worked today, today was um uh, old uh, Elder Scrolls Online and, was, and like I loaded up and it was yeah. this cool looking castle this thing I was like what is this and I watched the whole fucking video, like the you know minute and a half video. I'm like, yeah, I don't care about this game, but this looks fucking great. Like, what are they trying forgot, to tell me? I forgot I was gonna mention that. Like, I don't necessarily mind the idea of news, like, but I'm just kind of tired of booting it up and seeing like I have three cards and one of them's like Fortnite or GTA. Like, I'm just kind of tired of seeing that dumb Fortnite skin, not the Black Widow one. It was like some. I don't care. Like, I don't want to see this on my. Wait, it doesn't right change now. daily for you. Sometimes it does, but like there'd be a couple of days where it was like like black and yellow. Days where, yeah, yeah, I had the GTA a. one. I had, a. I had GTA Fortnite. I think one was one Valhalla. I don't, I don't remember. It was GTA. I think today's Fortnite. Valhalla. No, today was the Elder Elder Scrolls. Valhalla. I guess it's weird. I guess it's not like updating like on a regular schedule. Have you guys gotten the Rocket League one? No. Oh, I got Rocket League. I've never, I've never noticed the Explore tab, but 
I mean, I, I've seen the rocket ship there, but I've, it's never like booted up and been on that screen for me. It's always oh, just really? been on whatever Every I was playing I last. Up, I've on, never yeah, noticed it. Here, yeah, it's always on the mm-hmm. explore screen. And then when you open your cards without playing anything, there's like three, and one of them's used. Yeah. I mean, I love I love the UI. It's it's beautiful. It, 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 like Holden said, I, it's going to take me a little while to get used to pressing or holding the uh, the PlayStation button. But other than that, it's like you were saying. It's when Matt said whatever he needed was like right there like even mm-hmm. the other night i didn't even Absolutely. know i was like what, am, what let me see i'm just gonna press this button and i went over and there was like a bunch of different things that i didn't know would make the experience easier and it did it was like you know i think we were trying to figure something out the other night when we were all playing together and i was like oh well i just figured this out like i was just fucking around but it was just it, no, nobody told me what to do but it was easy enough to to figure out my own with the help of the great guidance it gives you Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm, I my, hope my last good thing that I'm going to say about it. What'd you say, Brent? Oh, just real quick. I hope more third parties use game help because, like, at yeah. some point in Bug Snacks, I was kind of relying on it. Like, two seconds, I can't do this game help. But, like, it still is like a really cool thing I hope people use. Like, I get it's taking jobs away from IGN, but it's kind of like, <laughs> it's still just so nice, especially since you can't use the browser anymore. You can't go into trophies and be like, search internet, how do I do this? Game help is like a really cool tool, like automatically giving you a little video. And like people say like, oh, developers have to like spend more time on it. You can easily get an intern to be like, all right, just play the game and record a couple of videos. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be insanely hard. You can pay me to do that. Yeah. Dude, I say, man, <laughs> I'd do that. I think my last my last good thing I'll say about the, the whole UI and UX is um, the time to beat the mission you're on was incredibly useful for me in Miles Morales where you pull up the cards and it's like you're in this mission and you've got 10 minutes left and I was like oh great cool I can hold my urine until the end of this mission (laughs) or to say you've got 35 minutes left I was like oh okay this is more of a thing maybe I'll put it into rest mode go take a pee go talk to my family uh, and then I'll come back and finish this a little bit later so I I really enjoyed (laughs) that aspect of the of the cards yeah, it's but, nice getting to like the last mission of Miles and being like, "Oh, you have fifty minutes left. Okay, let me go do this real quick. Maybe let's go make dinner or something like that, and then I'll come back to it." Because yep. sometimes final fights are like two minutes, sometimes they're like three hours. So it's kind of like nice knowing how long you're gonna get yourself in for, unless you die a million times. Yep. Yeah. Holden, you look like you're oh. gonna say something. Uh, it's not related to that. Just one of the things I wanted to mention with the UI before we move on to kind of the um the criticisms of the UI is how much more fun it is to be in a party with people when playing a single player game when they're playing something else. Yeah. It really adds this element of like, Oh, I want to show this to you guys. This is really cool. So like, I, I think I was playing with uh, uh, Dan, uh, Dan Root and some of his friends. And I got to this part with in demon souls where there was this just really unbelievably good looking lava it, I mean, I really wanted to take a picture of it, put it on Twitter, and just be like, "Real life or Demon Souls?" Because it looked that, was, that good. That was us, bro. That was us. That yeah. us? Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm like, guys, check this out. You gotta like check this out. And I just screenshot it, showed it to you guys, and then we could just put it away really quick. It was just so easy to be able to do that, and that's really cool. And I think kind of changes even just playing a single player game on your own it's just it's a really cool experience because i don't know like i don't want to take a screenshot necessarily I just kind of want to show you guys really quick and then move on and it's also so passive because it's just in the corner or if you want to look at a full screen you can it's easy to move that thing around too if you want to continually watch someone while you're playing something else there's the share screen functionality i think it's just fantastic 
Yeah, yeah and it's I, fun I, I sitting like that it's like... really easy to adjust the, the – the, we talked about the, the party chat versus game uh, audio, being able to adjust that yeah. really quickly. So if I am screen sharing with you and I have your demon souls right next to my miles and I'm in a part where I'm like, I mean, I really need to listen to this cutscene, I can just boop, boop, boop on my headset, change it so I'm hearing my game and I'm almost not hearing you at all. That way I can listen to it yeah. and I can just knock it back yeah. whenever I'm beating baddies. Yeah. It's really fun kind of like talking to people and – like parties of playing single player games. I didn't realize how fun it was and how easy to it is to get in a party. Like all of us sitting on launch day playing games or like me a couple of days mm-hmm. ago, like two AM playing Bug Snacks and Holden's like, Hey, let's quickly hop in a party. I want to hear about Bug Snacks. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Uh I think it's time to shit on the UI and the UX a little bit. And I think we've I already all, did we've that. We've all a mentioned lot. it. We've all mentioned it is that like <laughs> it's it's feels not quite baked yet. Uh, mm. Brent and I have both had like hard system crashes where the system just like shut off in the middle of Miles Morales, booted back up, told us, you turned me off wrong. It's like, bitch, yeah. you turned yourself off wrong. <laughs> and then no, it repaired me, itself. Me and, and Chad, it was just a black me screen. crash was like the same exact thing. Yeah. Like playing Miles, crashes, I have to like hard boot off and put back on. Like, oh, repair the hard drive. I do that. And it was sitting on a black screen. Ooh, that's scary. Off yep. I yeah, and it, the black screen I, yeah. just sat there until you felt ballsy enough to turn it off yourself. Yeah. Like, oh, God, yeah. I hope it turns back on. <laughs> I didn't have any crashes like that during Miles, but I did have, and I don't know if this is a Miles issue or uh, the hardware issue, I would have, I guess it would be more Miles. During a mission, I wouldn't be able to progress the mission. Like, I'd have to activate a generator but when I walk up to it, it wouldn't like the prompts for the buttons wouldn't come up. It just wouldn't let me do it. And so I'd have to reload my last checkpoint and it would reset the level and be able it, it's happened to me. I probably a good handful of times, a couple times today, even where it, it, I had like or like enemies just won't be there. They're like, take out the enemies. And I'm like, there's nobody here. Like, I, yeah. there's, there's nobody. They're all gone. So I don't know if that was an issue, but I also had a couple like hard crashes where it just would, it almost like the system just like kind of like shut down and then quickly came back. But I didn't have any repair the hard disk or anything like that. So yeah, I had this thing issues. In, I had this weird thing in Miles where like I would boot into the game in my buttons. I would get into like the map and all my buttons would work there, and then I'd get into the game and I I couldn't jump, I couldn't swing, I couldn't like attack. I'd boot out of it, I'd boot back in, it would. And I hard hard booted the system off, got back in, still wouldn't do it. And like I said, on the menus, X, I don't understand this. Eventually, I just decided. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that along with, I've had it freeze a couple of times on me in the game. So I had to like close the game and then take five seconds to load back into it because the SSD is amazing. Um, But then you have the stories out there where like, games if you go into rest mode in the middle of the game then apparently it crashes your system or it it makes things run really jankly i haven't had that happen to me but it sounds like there's a lot of kind of widespread um just software issues that'll get patched out i'm sure pretty quickly but it's just like that's part of that experience um getting your new console and playing your games on it it also could be the game too because i've i was playing demon souls and i haven't experienced none of that none of it at all I had you and I both had one in Demon Souls where it said you can't leave right now because you're in multiplayer. Like, I'm not fucking in multiplayer. Oh yeah, we had <laughs> that one. Yeah, but it was yeah, but... very 
it was a very small thing. I had yeah, a crash, I but I, one. I think I think I was playing Miles when it happened, and it just sh- like basically shut off. I don't know if you guys are talking about when I when I had to walk off, but yeah, it just went to like a black screen, and then I don't remember if I pressed, you know, if I had to turn boot the system back up or if it just started right away by itself. That's what that happened was, to me, Dallas. I had the same that, experience. That yeah. was the only crash I've had so far. And then last was, night, I got kicked out of Destiny. That's right. And that was it. There was one more thing I had in Demon Souls, actually, which is where I was in um, um, Proletaria, wherever it's called, uh, part three of that world. And I turned this corner, and then all of a sudden, just the game like froze. But there was like the circle around my character where everything was still clear there, and then everything outside the circle was completely motion blurred. And... I, I just kind of let it wait for a second. I trusted the SSD would catch up. Maybe it was like loading something. I have no idea. And then it just started working again. But nothing ever crashed on my system. I did have some weird issues in the PlayStation Store. I'm curious if you guys have this too. I have not gotten sound from any trailer I've watched in the PlayStation Store. There's just no sound on anything. I don't think I've done... Yeah, I've, I've watched trailers on my phone on the app, but I don't think I've done it in the PS5 store. I haven't either. Hmm. I'll have nope. to try that. I'll have to check that out. On your own. Maybe you, know, maybe you need a Pulse 3D wireless headset. I don't have one, so I can't maybe. listen. You need the Pulse 3D wireless Speak- audio headset for PlayStation by PlayStation 5? <laughs> Chill. Speaking of the headset, the Pulse 3D headset, um, I had an issue almost immediately when I was playing with Astro with Holden and when, when on launch day. I had this weird bug where you have the headset on, Right, and I'm using it wirelessly. The dongle's plugged in, and I'm in Astrobot. And very early on in one of the levels, you have to blow a pinwheel, which they make <laughs> you blow into the controller, and it wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work. I was in a party chat with Holden, and I'm like blowing. And first of all, it like Holden's just hearing me blow into the yeah, <laughs> like, 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 no warning for Matt of like, oh, I'm in this part of Astrobot. All of a sudden, here. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? So it won't work. And I'm like, then I'm starting to realize that okay, the mic is not active on the controller because it's on. It's coming in through the headset. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But it's weird that this is kind of seems like a, a you know, mm-hmm. something that they should fix. Anyway, and then so I'm like, okay, let me try this. So I mute my headset to see if it'll automatically or to see if I can get controller help. And then all of a sudden, the pinwheel just goes. Like, as fast yeah. as it possibly can go. Just by me muting the headset. I wasn't saying anything. I just muted it, and it just went. So, I was like, okay, that's the workaround. But I, other than that, if I wanted to do it, like, the right way, I'd have to unplug the dongle or shut off my headset and blow into the controller. So, I thought that was, uh, that was a weird little I hardware, software I got around that, the same thing. issue. I got around that by just screaming. <laughs> I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to do that to hold it. But yeah, I noticed yeah, when I would just talk to hold really loudly. It, it yeah. pretends that you're blowing into it as well. <laughs> Matt just uh, wanted to the- blow sweet nothings in my ear. That's what it was. Yes. <laughs> just little, so was, it was like it was like we were blows. playing for a few hours, and every like you know ten minutes or so, it would just me be. Yeah, just blowing into the controller. That's a feature. That's a good feature that the headphone doesn't pick up that breathing. That's good. That's good for you yeah. guys. You don't have to hear yeah. me breathing in the mic once I get it. <laughs> Uh, The last thing I wanted to mention about that whole user experience thing is uh, how how much of an afterthought and again like half baked thing VR seems to be on PlayStation Five. That's a shame, man. The most afterthought. um, Yeah, it was it was not a fun experience. I spent about twenty five minutes trying to troubleshoot why it wasn't working. Um, To be so to be clear, you have to have you can only use the PS Four camera 
but you have to get the free adapter from PlayStation. You can't buy it. You just have to sign up, put your serial number in, and hopefully not send it to Argentina or Albania or wherever Dallas. <laughs> they haven't gotten it. back to me yet. The bastards. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't send mine to Argentina I, like, no, I like Dallas did, but but I sent mine I, to Albania. Albania. <laughs> but I put in I put in my serial number on my on the little box. And it gave me an error. Call this number, and I'm immediately like, "Well, I'm definitely not calling that number." So you can go, you can, you can <laughs> yeah, fuck right was, off, Sony. <laughs> so, I called the number. I was on the call like for about fuck. 58 minutes. I actually left my house, went to my parents' house, ate dinner, and then right as dinner was finishing, somebody actually picked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the the overall experience itself is it's it pairing the move controllers with the PlayStation. It took a couple of tries before it finally recognized that it was supposed to connect and turn on the PlayStation 5 instead of the PS4. It Also, you have to have the processor box plugged in to USB. You have to have the camera plugged into USB. And then VR games are usually a little bit bigger than your average game, so I have them on an external drive. So it's all three USB, heads, or USB ports taken up for just VR. And this is, you know, I, I bought the second version of the VR just so I wouldn't have to be unplugging and plugging in cables all the time when I want to use it. But now I have to because I can't have my wireless dongle for my Pulse 3D wireless audio headset from PlayStation for PlayStation 5 plugged in while I do it. <laughs> I can't have my HD camera for not broadcasting to Twitch because that was broken for me too and still is broken where it just, after two minutes, goes to blocking the video. Um, so that was shitty. And then... It, it doesn't tell you that the front USB port is not fast enough to support the camera. And so I, I had it all plugged in, and I, I didn't remember what ports I had everything plugged into. I got Beat Saber, booted it up, the camera looked at me, and I said, cool, yep, the camera's in the right spot, and then it, the whole system shut down. I was like, okay. Turned it back on, and it's like, calibrate your move controller by pointing it at the camera, and then the camera's not working. And then it told me, your camera's not connected. And I was like, it was just fucking working a second ago. I saw myself <laughs> on the screen. Um, it, yeah, and then it, it didn't tell me weird. that I had to plug it into a different like it was working temporarily in that port but it it doesn't tell you that the front USB port is not fast enough to support it so I rearranged some stuff plugged in my storage to the front booted up the console and it says your external storage can't be used on this USB port please plug it into the high speed one on the back and I was like well, fuck now I gotta <laughs> rearrange it again and then I got it up and running and Beat Saber was broken so I just fucking said I'm gonna kill myself and that's it Bruh. <laughs> are you keeping the PS4 as your your VR I give my PS4 or? to my brother, so. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay, never mind. I got as, my as of now, PS4 my PS4 Pro is going to be my VR machine. Same. As much as if it was I before, I'm sure. I took my PS4 out to the pasture. You shot it. <laughs> <laughs> it went to a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> We still got to talk about games and marketing. Let's score the UI UX, starting with this time, uh, Matt. You're going. Uh, I'm going to give it a three and a half with room for improvement because of all like the things we said about the bad of it. I think it, there's a lot of g good, but I think it a lot of stuff needs to be fixed. And so once it's fixed, I, I would be confident in moving the score up. But as of now, I give it a, I'll give it a three and a half. Three. Dallas. Uh, my personal experience, it's, it's another five. Um, I haven't experienced any issues really besides that one soft crash I had. Um, I love soft shell from, crash. From hearing the reports, you know, I would probably say it's more like a 3.5, but I'm personally saying it's a 5, so fuck everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. I'll go with a 3.5 as well. Um, I I haven't really been having a 
problem you guys have, the only crash that's happened to my PS5 is when Darby's messing with it alone trying that. I personally <laughs> haven't had any of the problems you guys have mentioned, but they've been so prevalent, and obviously you guys all have them prevalent. I've seen on the internet that, like, eh, it's got to go down. Those problems are there, not just one off thing. Yeah. And uh, Holden. I'm going to go four. Um, I haven't had too many problems. I feel like I'm also playing it more casually than like setting up VR to it and, you know, kind of really pushing it to its limits. I mean, just being in party chats, talking to friends, sharing screens, playing games. It's been really fast, really smooth, really, really great. Of course, I've had a few odd bugs, so I'm, I'm not going to give it the full like 4.5. But I mean, I trust that all these issues are going to get resolved. This is a console somebody's going to dedicate you know, seven to 10 years in. Um, so I feel like it's, it's going to be good. Um, like the only real, like annoying thing to me was something I need to work on. And that's the PlayStation button and how that works now. But that's just, mm-hmm. again, it's a me problem. It's not a PlayStation problem. I mean, I get why they made that change. It makes sense. I need to break to have it. So I'm not, I don't know. I think four is where I'm at. Brent. I say three. And I mean, it's like, I like aspects about it. Like, I don't want an overhaul. Like, don't Xbox it. Like, I, I think the idea and the layout, great. I like what they're going for. They just, like, it needs a lot of tightening. It needs a lot of, like, tuning to figure out, like, the best way. Like, I'd like to see things. I'd like to see it a little bit snappy or features added. Like, the basis works fine. It just... Needs a lot of work to really get it up to a five, in my opinion. Gotcha. I am also going to go a four. And I think that what's there is incredibly promising. It's intuitive. It's um, it's leveling up that experience that we had on PS4 and just making it easier to access, uh, giving us new things to, to kind of um, expand our gameplay. But it's it's got some some kinks to work out. So it's got a four for me right now. Games. Let's talk about games. This includes the game <laughs> launch lineup. This includes. Uh, we're gonna. I want to start by talking about Astrobot because I think that that game and this system. You can't talk about either one without talking about the other. Um, so I want to use this as kind of maybe like a mini review of Astrobot and talking about that a little bit more in depth, and then also just talking about the game launch lineup. So let's start with Astrobot. Hot take on Astrobot. So good. What would you say, Holden? My review of Astrobot, two out of five stars. Astrobot? Two out of five? I want more of it. There was not enough uh, Astrobot. Oh, <laughs> well played, well played, Holden. If they had this be a full game, it would have been like a game of the year contender for me. I thought it was that good, that immersive. It's, it was so, so good. So joyful and you know, just happy throughout. It was fantastic. Such a great experience. Astrobot Playroom Astros, Astros, playroom. Astros playroom, Astros playroom. It it made the launch day of the PS5 so much more memorable for me, and I will rem- mm-hmm. that yeah. will be me playing and talking with you guys in the party will be like something seared into my mind for like when I think of when I got the Wii on launch. I waited online at Target. Like that's a memory for me. And then coming home and being so tired, I didn't play it. Like. <laughs> That you know, getting the PS5 and then coming home, plugging in and playing Astro, it was it's so fun. It was so fun. I was smiling ear to ear. It was the perfect like 
launch into the console into like how to you know how to do everything the control and everything and the game is so good and holding you right i want more of it i want double the levels i want all of it i want more <laughs> i want to i want to collect all of the all of the like playstation hardware like variant colors like i want all <laughs> of that <laughs> yeah I, I agree completely i mean I, I got to experience that with you guys i also got the experience with my in-laws who came over for dinner that night that it released, you know, showing my brother-in-law who, who it like blew his mind. Um, the next on Sunday, on, um, I, I had my parents over like, to show my mom. Like I used to game with my mom when I was on the NES. You know what I mean? So like to bring my mom back, the only other time I've ever showed her a game was God of War three, I think on the PS three, it like blew her mind. <laughs> so to bring her back, sit her down and say, look at what has this has become. You know, like she used to play ice climbers like re- religiously, and I was like, "Look at what <laughs> what gaming has become!" And it blew her mind. And they, to, uh, the the little bit of experience I've had with my kids, it's just, I mean, I like Matt said, entire time just smiling, like just so much fun playing that, feeling every little step you take in that game. It's just, I don't play three D platformers either, so I don't know how it compares to like Odyssey and those games like that. But this just blew my mind. It's amazing. Jeff, what do you think of Astrobot or Astro's Playroom? Oh, it's great. Um, yeah, I probably mentioned it if you listened to the Last of Us um, spoiler cast we did. I when we talked just PlayStation exclusives, I sang the praises of Astrobot Rescue Mission. That, that, that was your was, game of the year that year, right? No, it was like number five. But I oh, okay. said what my, meaning my say controversial is. I like it more than God of War. <laughs> yes, that's what um, but, I don't know. <laughs> but this, is, this game's great. It was actually um, why I agree with Holden wholeheartedly. I want more of this. I was actually impressed with how much of a full game this kind of felt. It's a short mm-hmm. game, and I definitely want more, but I felt it was really well paced and everything to where it's like a perfect like short game. The pacing was excellent. There were so many things going on between getting those little puzzle pieces and just all the easter eggs and stuff you're always finding something it gives you a reason to explore every little corner you're always doing something you're always smiling um and i'm just like obviously i love that team because of astrobot rescue mission but this is like okay i'm so happy this game exists and everyone's going to be able to play it because it's built on the system so more people will play um astro astrobot this team will get more beloved and hopefully They'll get a much bigger budget during the next game, which I think they will, because mm-hmm. yeah, everyone so. seems to love this game. Yeah, I can't imagine the execs of Sony are saying, "Okay, cool, so we launched that. We're done with Astrobot now, right? No right. one else wants it anymore." <laughs> yeah, like, so at the end of no the, way they're um, saying that. Yeah, at the end of a PlayStation blog at the launch of it, they said we'll hear more Astro news soon. Who knows what <gasps> that means exactly? But sounds like we're getting game something. awards announcement for a full-on game. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Uh, That'd be great, Chad. What'd, Chad, what'd you think of that? You platinumed it, right? I, yeah, I, I platinumed this game. I thought it was fucking amazing. I think this cements Astro as a, a like a de facto mascot now for yes. Sony. Like 100%. he is, mm-hmm. he is surpassed Sackboy. I think now based on this experience, 
And it's something they've been trying to make them a thing since the playroom on PS4 when you got the camera and you could like, you could cover your face and all the little guys would go, where are you? And then you just go like that. And then they all go, <laughs> and it's fucking awesome. But no one played the playroom. And then you got Astro, Astrobot Rescue Mission on VR, which was amazing. It was, it's one of the, the best VR games out there. But again, it's such a limited install base. Nobody got to play it. So I'm so glad that people are finally getting to see just how amazing this little character is, the world that he's in. Um, and I love the nostalgia that it brought back for all of these products and the attention to detail. Like, who would have just thought hearing, that hearing the Sony, the PS One loading? Yeah. I just want that. Just give me the. I don't. That should be on every PlayStation because I want yep. that. I don't want the new shit because there's nothing that <laughs> gives me like the the greatest memories than just hearing that sound. Yeah, true. And who would have thought that picking up a plastic, uh, just a 3D model of the plastic? Original PlayStation controller would bring you so much joy. <laughs> right. I can't wait to get the DualShock variant of this. Those 3D models are gorgeous. I know. They yeah. look yeah. so good so in the realistic. detail, down to the to the serial number of what <laughs> you know what the serial number was yep. is yeah. all one for one, one hundred percent accurate. It's um, it was amazing. It's so awesome. Astro's Playroom is the type of game that like makes you realize like how big of a playstation fan you are like if mm -hmm. you're a sony fanboy like you're up in that game being like damn like i've loved it but like i didn't realize like that i love sony just this much like when you like see all these cool little artifacts coming together and you're like, dude i remember playing the ps1 back in the day never having a memory card having to play spider-man a million times having the ps2 playing gta when i probably shouldn't have when i was like eight <laughs> Even though it's not a fighting game, this is definitely PlayStation Super Smash Bros. In terms of nostalgia for the past of yeah. the PlayStation brand, yeah, yeah all the cameos, dude. How awesome were yeah. the cameos? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, they're fantastic. And I would love for that to be like the theme of Astrobot, like going forward. Even like, imagine if the next game is you're inside different PlayStation consoles as those different worlds. As opposed to having like World One, you have PlayStation One. You go inside of PlayStation One, and oh, the yeah. levels are kind of that'd built around like that'd be that. so cool. You're playing Those... Crash or something, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, you know, this one, the different parts of it, based on different systems and stuff, at like four mm -hmm. levels. Each of the four levels is the different one of the main games. Yeah, yeah, that'd be dope. Like you know, it's disc. Like the disc, there's a portion about the disc drive for PlayStation One, or you know, DVD player PlayStation Two, or the Emotion Engine. Like they could do things with that. that I think would be kind of cool. Um, and then also like the collectibles are always based in that area, like the PlayStation One collectibles, PlayStation Two collectibles, and kind of again like creating that theme for each world. Because yeah. I think just being inside the PlayStation Five was such a cool experience in the game. Like there's a point where you're in CPU Plaza, and I climbed up to one of like the really high parts to get one of the puzzle pieces. It was really high up there, and I'm like, oh man, I'm inside the console right now. Like that's so <laughs> awesome. Like it was I had just, that aha really moment cool. very late in the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did too. Yeah, that's a great text. I love that it wasn't also like it, it wasn't just a nostalgia. Like this is a cool experience I have on day one. But it even better than Wii Sports did. It was the showcase for the controller and mm -hmm. what the console mm -hmm. could do as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously the game looked gorgeous and it had a great art direction and great graphics. But th the haptics throughout it, we've mentioned a ton of them already. From the bow being able to feel those and use the adaptive trigger, the zipping up of all the different things that you yeah. get into i just yeah. would rub my my thumb on that touchpad over and over just to yeah. feel the zipper as it goes up the controller the thing is the monkey yeah <laughs> yes. the, the, like, 
like, oh, I felt, like I can still feel it now. I'm like that felt amazing. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played mind. that one yet, but like rolling Brett, the ball the was best really one. fun. Rolling the that's ball the, was great. Rolling the ball was fun. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, the monkey one is by far the coolest tech piece of, like thing I've ever experienced. It blew my mind. It was the first one I did, so like, but it just fucking blew my mind. I was like, this is incredible. I've, I've never I, seen anything even, or played anything, felt anything like it. The I frog really love the level. I think it was like SSC Speedway where you're like getting in the hang glider and you're like using the gyroscope. As much as I mm-hmm. don't like gyroscope aiming, I thought it was really cool kind of like having to like steer it like a different bunch that, of different ways. That was the hottest one for me. I, I'm yeah, terrible with those. That, was harder, yeah. <laughs> that whole level was harder when you do the last rocket ship portion. Oh man, I got lucky. Oh, yeah. so I enjoyed that. That was my hit. second favorite one, I think. It was the monkey, then the, then the rocket. I I still love the frog suit because when you move that controller back and forth and you can kind of feel it clicking and yeah. with it, yeah. oh, it's so cool. That, that's so the one cool. that my mother and my son did. My my son loves that one. Every time I got to that, he's like, "Let me do, let me do." I'm like, "Okay, but I like he, the he rocket good ship. At it. it was pretty funny. I like the jets, the doing the jets, like taking yeah. off. Like yeah. that's, that that yeah. felt so cool. Yeah, that felt it's, awesome. Also, yeah, I can hold both at the same time. I can yeah. feel it right now. That's how like. You know, it just left like such an impression. It's just insane. Yep. And the I I love the kind of finishing touch there at the end with the the tech demo of the T Rex. Yeah. And <laughs> starting out dude, in the like really shitty my graphics son and went then crazy for that shit. Oh, dude. it was so great. <laughs> we were having a blast beating that that night, man. Oh, it was. I'll, I hope I never forget it, man. It was just such an amazing moment, dude. It was awesome. Let's talk about the I rest think of the games. Really good at like moments and memories. Yeah. Like Sony's really good at that type of stuff. For sure, definitely. What else? What did you guys think of the rest of the launch lineup? I think it's this is the best great. launch lineup. Period of any console. Mm-hmm. Period. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it, not that yeah. it's a hard you know bar to overcome, but Astrobot, Demon Souls, Sackboy, um, Miles Morales, like that would have been a good year for the opening of PlayStation. We got all those games on day one. Yeah. There was a kind yeah. of something for everyone. As opposed to like just Breath of the Wild or just a game no one will ever remember in T minus <laughs> three months. Yeah, there there was no yeah. knack, there was no Shadowfall. I mean, Godfall yeah. might be that, but we haven't really had enough time with it. But even but even third party wise, yeah, it, you're right. It doesn't need that. Whereas the other consoles are like, this is how you can see the cool new 1080p is <laughs> Shadowfall, I guess. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, yeah. But even Just you know Valhalla and and yeah. and Watch Dogs Legion, like having these amazing versions of these running on PS5 yeah. and Xbox mm-hmm. on day one, was just like it's it's such a strong lineup to have that support there alongside all of these other exclusive Sony titles, which is amazing to see. Mm-hmm. It's such a fantastic lineup. Like if obviously my main hitter was Miles Morales, but having that and then being able to like switch between the remaster of Spider Man's one playing that game again like looks night and day honestly like i genuinely enjoy that remaster and you have like demon souls i tried out which is really fun you have like bug snacks like i feel like that's <laughs> genuinely going to be the rezo gun and snipper clips of this launch i feel like like i said everyone knows the song but i don't feel like a lot of people are going to actually play it but i really feel like that's the sleeper hit of this launch it's genuinely it's such a fun game yeah it's really funny. I have it ready to go. It, I have it down. Is it multiplayer at all? Is it only like, no, no, it's a single player. player adventure game. If you play it, beat it. It's not an insanely long game, but the main experience you are going to have 
Like, sure, you can play for three hours and you'll talk about how fun it is catching or how cute it is. But the main talking point is playing through that entire game. No spoilers, but just play that game. You can tell play from the completion. very first scene when you see Lizbeth and uh, her girlfriend talking. You're like, oh, this is going to be much more. Like, this is going to have an emotional resonance with me. This is going to be much yeah. more than just catching fucking watermelons. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. It's a game I'm not going to forget, honestly. Like, I expected nothing from Bugs Next. Like, when it was announced, I was like, like alright, looks whatever, but... <laughs> when it was announced, I was like, oh, the song's cool, whatever. People are freaking out about the song, but it's, it's whatever. I booted up the game because I was bored. I will never forget that experience. That is Did you just say one you of the bored best... with Miles, Valhalla? I beat <laughs> Miles. He beat all those games. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. You played through everything. My bad. No, I was like, it was one of those nights where I was like, I was kind of bored, and I was like, Valhalla is like a commitment as much as, obviously, Assassin's Creed fan here. Like, as much as, like, I need to play it, it was like, I want something small. Mm-hmm. Bucks Axe isn't, isn't that, but I thought it was going to be. You didn't know be. it was, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely, like, one of the best experiences I've had. This That's dope. Terrible. That's I'm awesome. Not gonna... Yeah, obviously Astro's great. I've been very impressed with Bucks Axe so far. Like, the characters and the writing so far have been above my expectations for it. Miles, I really liked it a lot, but I don't know if this is a hot... This, how popular this opinion is probably not but the combat and the open world stuff got a little old for me towards the end of that and i love i jeff i'm gonna hurt you <laughs> yeah, i think you're in the minority there bro <laughs> there's just I got not back, much jeff don't worry i guess there's not back. much different from the it. from spider-man yeah. 2018 and I, dude and, what are you talking about the whole venom thing like yeah. completely shakes up the entire combat yeah even like i don't know I mean, even, most people aren't going to use it, but even Venom while swinging, like, painting tricks and stuff, like, if most people aren't going to do it, but once you do it for the first time, you're probably not going to want to stop. Part it's of it so is fun. just the open world stuff, and I just have some fears for the eventual Spider-Man 2 if they don't change it up, that, I don't know, I feel like more people might just start feeling the fatigue for that. Personally, I, I felt the fatigue yeah. in the first game, so I, right. I feel you, Jeff. I, can, I, I do agree it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird seeing, like, okay, how many times... But it, yeah, that's part. I, of it. it's, the, it's the same map. Is part of it. I don't There's mind. snow. There's snow covering it now. It's completely different. <laughs> but I, mean, I you know, just to be positive with that. I I really like the story. I think um I read made Matt do the same thing, and I think maybe you, Brent. I teared up at the end as well. Yeah. I did um, not tear up at the end. We'll, the ending we'll do me. a spoiler chat. Uh, maybe next week or something like that. Yeah. But there, I didn't tear up at the very end of it. I teared up in the post-game quests. That's where I was just like, oh, yeah. shit. I haven't gotten like, those yet. Those are great. Mine bugged. Like, the postcard stuff bugged for me, so I have to redo <gasps> it. Like, I have to redo it after my new game plus run, so I have to complete... I can't 100% the district, because it says I have the one in Harlem that I don't. Uh, or it says I don't have the one in Harlem, but I can't get it, like, at all. So I have to redo, like, all my side quests on the plus. Kind of annoying, because I almost had them all done. I, I'm okay with doing yeah, it. Let's hope that See, game I knew that game you. sucked. I knew it was terrible. <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> All right, I, let's rate the launch lineup. Oh, uh, rating the launch lineup: ten point ten scale, five stars. This is the this is the best launch lineup. I don't think there's really any way you could have improved it. Yeah, I, I really Holden's don't got think a five you can. stars. Five out of five stars for launch lineup. 
especially just two cents on Demon Souls really quickly, I was consistently blown away by that game. I am blown away at just how Im- incredibly detailed everything is. The least detailed part of it, I'd say, is there's some character models where, like, the skin texture is not the greatest or something like that. But you're a knight. You're going to put armor on most more likely than not. <laughs> so you're not even really seeing that. So if you're wearing the suit of armor, that game is, like, flawless looking. Like, especially yeah. when you're, like, the particle effects and how they illuminate areas. Uh, it, it's not ray tracing, but they have their own, like, special global illumination system they're using. But it's, it's fucking insanely good looking and i was playing in performance mode not even the 4k like cinematic mode and i still was consistently blown away and the thing that got me so hyped about that is launch games are not the best looking games of a generation and i'm like if this is where we're starting i know holy shit like where are we going to be going with this once all the cross-gen games come out please god of war 2 ragnarok please don't be (laughs) cross-gen because that (laughs) game with this level of detail would It'd be absolutely mind-blowing. And it's because I went back and was playing God of War a little bit, and I'm like, this is still a good-looking game. I'm not saying it's not a good-looking game, but I can now just tell when a game is last-gen because of Demon's Souls. A game I thought was so good-looking on PS4, I'm like... I don't like it, it's it looks like a last gen game to me now and I'm not faulting <laughs> yeah. it because the same thing happens with PS3 and PS2 and like, it happens every generation Demon Souls will look old one day too but for right now in the present I'm blown away by that completely blown away much more of a generational leap than I was expecting whoever the guy at IGN was who said we won't see a difference with next gen uh, graphics at launch bullshit bullshit <laughs> this is a significant step up in my opinion I'm, and I, is this the only True PS5 game that this isn't yeah, right now, right? Godfall, yeah. it's Godfall, Godfall too. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> oh, Godfall, okay. Yeah. It's, it's on PC as well, though, right? But yeah, Godfall and Godfall does look really good. Yeah, Miles looks great, but it doesn't look as great as Demon Souls and the PS5 version of Valhalla. But just Demon Souls looks incredible. And then back on it, the PS5 version of Valhalla, dude, it looks real. It looks like I'm looking outside my window. Like the wood on Eivor's shield looks fantastic. Like the, the ray tracing, the lights like reflecting grass. Phenomenal. Play Valhalla. Play Valhalla. <laughs> but, like it looks so good. And that's a cross gen game too. That's on the PS4. If mm-hmm. that looks that good. And even, like I said, I'm going back and forth. The Demon Souls, true PS5 game, looks incredible. I even thought the face models looked amazing. You're never going to see them. Like, <laughs> looks. Fantastic. At that, uh, they're definitely the best that the Souls franchise has ever seen before. Because <laughs> faces yeah. usually don't move in those games, but they actually are uh, pretty well animated for something that was never a, a an important point of Souls games in the past. Yeah, Absolutely. the Bloodborne faces were kind of bad. Yeah, <laughs> they're always just it's- super stiff and like Hunter. Don't wander off into the night, like or something like <laughs> <You're> that. <laughs> Is there so, anyone here that doesn't rate it a five out of five for games? What, can I just mention one thing? Where were we supposed to get Cyberpunk? Was that December? Cyberpunk no, it got delayed. Launch windows. Yeah, I know it got delayed, but was it supposed to be in this launch window? When was it supposed uh, to come supposed out? To be it was supposed November nineteenth, so it would have been out in two days. Well, two days from when we're recording right Imagine now. Imagine if right, that dude. came out too. Right. Dude, yeah. It would have been too right. much. Like, honestly, it would have been too much. I'm glad it got delayed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I give, yeah, it, a I give it a yeah, I give, I give it a, a five, five out of five. five. Five out of five too. All yeah. oh, five stars. I want to say for the PS motherfucking five. <laughs> I want to say four point. <laughs> I want to say point four, four point five, but like because I always, no, it's five. I wanted to say four point <laughs> five because I always think things can improve, but honestly, looking at it, it's like there's a game for everybody. It's like, true. 
that, but it's like, yeah, people are gonna hate Godfo like they hate a Avengers. There's an that doesn't have to be last of Yeah. Gives there's small sleeper hits like Bug Snacks, there's Astro, there's Miles, also, Demon Souls, like so many different genres. Let us not forget the PS Plus collection. I was going to say that, too. None of us even touched it, right? an unbelievable collection of games. Like, we talk about Game Pass being this unbelievable deal, because it is. But Mm. if you really get down to it, there's some fluff in Game Pass. They give you a lot of options. But All the Microsoft yes. first-party games are fluff. The PS Plus collection is a solid group of games. Like it is 22 solid. of the most defining games of that generation. And yeah. they, they are like when you think about that generation of games and what were those like standout masterpieces. Almost all of them are on that list. What are, what are you missing? You're missing her, uh, like, Horizon Zero Dawn, and you're missing Last of Us Part. Last of Us Part Two. Right. Is the only Blood one Board I can think there? of that needs to be on there, like I feel like, should be like, I guess Horizon. I didn't know that was on there, but Horizon and Spider Man. I feel like are the only two that are really missing. But obviously, Spider Man has its remaster. But right, they're not gonna other, put it on there. other than mm-hmm. those two, I feel like those are like defining PS4 games. Yeah, and that's then a crazy. Couple, a couple fluff, but. And going back and playing some of those games, like I just kind of downloaded a few of them just to kind of see, okay, like how do these games hold up on PS5 now? And I downloaded Fallout 4, and that game had pretty yes. bad loading times. Their loading times are they're not instant, but like I don't even Better. think about it. I I wouldn't even look at my phone like to check anything. I I okay, yeah, <laughs> I'll wait the five seconds it's going to take to to load this. It's oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Fallout 4 and Skyrim load really fast on the PS5. I was mm-hmm. so happy with that. That'll change once Microsoft gets in. Like, nope, full on the last gen loading times. <laughs> Better on Xbox. That's what they meant. <laughs> True. All right. I want us to wrap up our conversation tonight by talking about the marketing for PlayStation 5. This includes uh, the console reveal from the Wired article all the way through like launch day stuff, whether it's ads, social media, all of that kind of stuff, uh, and what you thought of it. And we'll eventually, again, score it out of five stars. It, it kept us on our toes, on the edge of our seat, that's for sure. We waited yeah. and waited and waited to hear about this fucking... And, and Holden thought it was bad. He's like, this is bad news. We're fucked. This, yeah. this is, I'm worried. I'm worried. And then he's like, no, nah, they're not going to show God of War. They're not going to do it. And they did. And they blew everybody's fucking mind. And they didn't show something. God of we made, No, well, they announced they told it. told us that's, about it. That's, yeah. And then that's what I said. They're going to say something. And he's like, no, nah, they don't need to. I said, they don't need to, but they're going to because they're going to put a fucking nail in this Xbox coffee. Five out of five PlayStation 5. Two, two hours in for the first time I've shot on Xbox. <laughs> Two hours. <laughs> I expected it the first thirty seconds. Two oh three on my timer. I'm trying not to shit on Xbox. Cat said no. Say <laughs> no. I want this to be a review of the PlayStation Five. But also, uh, we talked about this last night, actually, on the Xbox Series X review, and and that I I really did not like PlayStation's complete silence for the first part. I think Xbox mm-hmm. started out much much stronger. You know, announcing the the console, showing it off, what it looks like at the Game Awards uh, last year, and then kind of rolling out info about smart delivery thereafter. But where I think the companies kind of cross paths and and switch places yep. was 100%. when obviously everything changed about COVID nineteen and the pandemic, and all of their cha- all of their plans had to had to change from that. 
And I feel like Microsoft just said, oh, we don't know how to adapt to this, so let's not do anything. Whereas PlayStation said, okay, we're going to take this as an opportunity. We're going to revamp all that we had to do, and we're just going to have hit after hit after hit. Like when they, starting with the games reveal, where like it's, it started off with, of course, Grand Theft Auto V, but then Miles Morales. From that point on, I feel like it was every two or three weeks there was something amazing or mind-blowing that we were being shown from a game or we were, um, especially leading up to launch, we had uh, every every week or two there was a new embargo lifted. Like, oh, this week people can talk about the controller. This week people yeah. can talk about and show you a level of Astrobot. This week people can talk about the console. This week they can talk about new parts of it. So it was just constantly keeping it in the news, getting you excited about one more thing right after another leading up to launch. And then it just... it. The, they stuck the landing because all of it was so fantastic when you finally got it in your hands as well. Yeah, I, I think that, like, obviously Sony fanboy, but, like, I, I do want to take a step back and be like, okay, at the beginning, Microsoft is killing it. Microsoft was coming out being like, why wait? Like, you know we're dropping these consoles, so here's everything you need to know. Here's smart delivery. Here's I think after a little bit, they ran out of things to announce, but I think they were... It was annoying people being like, oh, Sony has better messaging. No, Xbox was out here telling you everything you needed to know like, a, almost a year before the consoles were coming out. Like, we knew everything. I still think on launch day, Microsoft is still doing a few things better than Sony. I want Sony to, like, quick resume mm -hmm. and, like, the whole, like, some games aren't optimized as good for backwards compatibility, so some games load better on Series X, even though we know the SSD is better than the PS5. Like, some of that stuff bums me bums me out a little bit. So I think Microsoft's taking some W. But Sony definitely came out and was like, all right, Xbox is running out of things to talk about. Well, we haven't talked about anything. So hit, hit, like Chad said, the embargoes. Like, I don't think, I, I love Kind of Funny. I've always watched your stuff, but I don't think I've been so glued to my podcast until like the whole month of like the embargoes getting, going to work, sitting on the bus, like listening about the five and game stuff like that like it this whole month leading up to yeah, ps5 like, has been amazing it's like a slow so drip. fun exactly yeah, it's, a it's a it was annoying like the first embargo being like okay this ps i love you they can only talk about unboxing it like that's a little annoying but like yeah. it but was, everyone was googling patient. pictures of that oh, yeah. fucking box when they couldn't show yeah. you the console yeah. they could just show you the box i looked at <laughs> 300 different fucking boxes in living rooms that day <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> So yeah, that but was it, good it was teasing just good. by them. I think Sony's kind of been a tease this entire marketing lineup. <laughs> I like. I feel like they had three peaks, which was which Chad mentioned about kind of the trickle of embargoes at the end. That was very well done. Uh, they had the other two peaks were just their two state of plays that focus on games, just be, mostly because those were the only good events for gaming throughout the entire summer by a yeah. huge <laughs> margin. And it and it's not just because they showed you know the box or the price. It was because they showed great games that looked fantastic that we were all super excited to play. Everything else I thought was really a letdown in terms of like marketing. I th I think that if they had not done the April and like November October Wired articles last year, I don't think that the wait would have bothered me that much. But they started talking about it in April of 2019. And they didn't actually really have their first event until um, July. And I'm not counting that Road to PS5 event because that was 
really atrocious. Like, I understand people say, oh, that was a GDC event, like it wasn't supposed to be consumer. They knew consumers were going to pay attention to that because it's the first time that we were hearing about uh, the PlayStation 5 in any sort of meaningful way. And I think starting off talking like that was just a huge huge letdown yeah it wouldn't have been absolutely. any different even without covid because they would have done that same thing just at a gdc event with real people and not cardboard cutouts <laughs> there instead <laughs> so like it was cool from a tech standpoint but like it i think it for me at least it gave me this sinking feeling of like oh no microsoft's shown a lot and sony decided to show almost nothing so like what does that say and obviously it worked out uh, I was wrong, and I'm glad I was wrong because it ended up having a strong second half. Like Chad said, they they switched, uh, but I just think that was a really bad move. If they had waited till July and had that July or June event, or June event, had there been their first thing they talked about PS5, and they left us like waiting for anything at all, I think that would have been better to kind of um, Dallas's point of being on the edge of our seats. I think we all would have been on the edge of our seats even if they hadn't done the Wired articles and they hadn't done the Road to PS5 and they also didn't do that ridiculously funny thing at CES with like, we're going to talk about PlayStation 5. Here's the logo. Moving on. And that's all they did. <laughs> um, but they nailed the last half of it, which sealed the deal. And I think they also won too just because they had so much more to show. It's like when you're playing poker with someone and you know you have the royal flush, so you're just going to play that table and let everyone else put bets down because right. you know that you're going to take it all in the end. I yeah, mean, that was totally what Sony right. did the whole year. So they did yep. the entire time. I still disagree. Like I still think like now that we know the console's out now, marketing's done for first batch at least. I still disagree. I still like that Road to PS5 event. I still hold my own and think that like no, it doesn't matter if they did it. They were going to sell out anyway. I think it was still like mm-hmm. I get being a little disappointed, but I thought it was cool cuz like you have all the information, you have the tech YouTubers being able to like talk about that and be like, okay. We don't know nothing about the console. We know the specs. So now we can like start to speculate. Gonna like I liked knowing that information. I knew. I really mm-hmm. liked knowing that idea of okay. He talked about like the Jack Jacks having to load that. We can vision like how they're gonna. Make it. And I still think it was like okay, people are getting upset about it, but it's not gonna matter come day one. Like they're gonna. It's PlayStation. People are gonna buy it, and I still kind of hold to it. I still don't really mind that that was the first, like first beat of like. I get what you're saying. But I still just don't mind it was that first beat of information. Mm-hmm. And, and to support you there for a second too, I think things would have been different without COVID because apparently the Unreal Engine Five was supposed to be shown at GDC at the same time, not necessarily right. in that event. And I wonder if they would have been showing footage of that while talking about the SSD hmm. and while talking Probably. about and that would have made a much bigger impression as opposed to Mark Cerny being like, "Well, the SSD is going to run with the you know Kraken <laughs> decompression <laughs> algorithms." Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that if they had that, it would have been stronger. Even when the Unreal Engine thing got announced, I saw people talking about that for like three days and then no one ever really brought it up again. I watched it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> but I'm a dork, so like that's why I watched it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think I watched the whole thing. Oh my gosh. I watched, I watched it on amazing. the toilet multiple times. And I don't even know I was, I was just looking shit. to do something while I was pooping. That's it. <laughs> I think the last thing I'll mention for my part about how successful the marketing is, is that before, like when I was buying my PS5, I knew exactly why I was buying it. It was going to have awesome new 3D audio. Mm-hmm. It was going to have this blazing fast SSD that's going to be able to enable new experiences. 
I knew that it was going to have some crazy ass haptics from developers talking about it in blogs to like some like proof of concept type commercials that they were putting out there. Um, and then of course I knew that there were going to be games and experiences I could only have on PS5. So like, I knew exactly why I needed this console. So I think it was really successful there. And then again, I don't want to try to compare it to Xbox, but it's hard to like, when you look at the Xbox series X, it's just like, it's not as clear. And you're looking like, do I want mm. the X? Well, do I want the S? Why do I need the, either of them? It's right. That's true. There's so you, many you yeah. those, we're recording consoles. It, it really messes everything up. Like what, what, what would I really want? You know, do I want yeah. to go cheaper? But you know, what do I, what am I missing out on? Yeah. It, it makes sense now that, you know, kind of muddying up the waters, adding two consoles to it. You know, who the hell knows? It, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. The pick, the piggyback off of Chad, like I do think like you can have probably have like a million articles being like, oh, but should you buy the PS5? Should you buy the Series X? And I don't really like game like console reviews and scores and stuff anyway, because it's just like, okay, whatever. I don't think any console is really going to be revolutionary besides a switch. Like they're all just going to be upgrades. So it's like mm-hmm. just tell people what ha- what it has and then just deal with it. But I think on launch day, it's like, you know what you're getting. You know why you're buying the console. Like, like what Chad was saying, it's like you know everything about the console, what you want. If you don't want any of this stuff, yeah, stick with the PS4. But like, there's nothing in my mind that's like, oh, well, PS4 does this better, or like I prefer my PS4. Like with Xbox, it's like I don't mind them too much. Kind of like they don't like I still like Xbox, but it still feels like a 1.5. Whereas yeah. with P- PlayStation 5, it does know like it does feel like I know what I'm doing here. Like I know why I want. This. Right. It does so much things better and adds new thing. The Series X is like Apple having an S year with the iPhone, where it's like, yeah, like those are some <laughs> nice upgrades. But like, when's the seven coming out? When's the eight? Mm-hmm. I want the the full number upgrade, yeah, and it didn't. Yeah. It was that like S you, up S. No, you said something the other day. I think Holden, you were talking about like the Series X is kind of like the iPhone S and like it was like the. 10 and 8 you said it was, it was yeah like, yeah that, that's the yeah i said uh the iphone uh the iphone 10 is the ps5 and the iphone 8 which was released the same year is the xbox series x the yeah. series x is kind of what you're used to what you're familiar with it's got the home button still has the same kind of familiar interface but the 10 it's you know it's got most of the same features but it's also got face id and the all edge-to-edge sexy display and like it just feels more next gen uh the iphone 10 yeah I but think the 8's still if, a great phone. It's still a great yeah. phone, the iPhone 8. Like, yeah. You're not going to be upset if you get an iPhone 8. I think that Xbox gets bumped up so much more if Halo launched and was super successful. If Halo was yeah. great and launched with the Xbox Series X, I think we talk about the Series X in a totally different light. Mm-hmm. Than, than because it would have being, something to showcase it. I yes. Mean, like, something to play on it. Mm-hmm. For and sure. then that's got to be the thing too. Like Dubai. that's a, that's a cross-gen game that's going to be playable on a regular VCR Xbox One. Is it yeah, going to be right. enough to showcase <laughs> yeah. the Series yeah. X? No, yeah. you're right. I mean, it need, in Halo needs to wow when it comes out, but it also needed to wow to at, at launch. Yeah, it needed Wait, to be. Like, it's lesser now, I think. Mm-hmm. In order for Series X's launch lineup to compete with PlayStation 5s, it would have had to have Halo Infinite. Forza Motorsport 8, yep. uh, like a new game from Obsidian. So, like, it seems like they would so have strange. had to have a few games there. It yeah, seems so sure. strange they didn't have Forza ready to go. Yeah. That is such a great tech demo for good graphics, racing games. Like, that shit looks awesome all the time Absolutely. on new consoles. <laughs> I was convinced it was going to really... Actually, that was one of my predictions for the years. I was convinced it was going to release because, it, like you said, it's a good tech demo, but also they didn't release Forza last year. 
Yeah. And it's been a yearly game for <laughs> so, the entire right. Xbox One life cycle. Motorsports Horizons. Motorsports Horizons. Yeah, and it, exactly. It, yeah. It it seems it seemed weird. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, the yeah. I don't they know. mentioned it. I think they, they mentioned there's one coming. But it's, yeah, right. Yeah. I don't think but it's, it's going to be Xbox One thing. as well. It's not even yeah. a Series X exclusive. Like so strange. And this Very comes strange. back to you guys think discussing should should they delay the Series X? Mm-hmm. Maybe they should have. Yeah. I mean, I I think it still sucks that like Xbox has new new games, but like I think they're fine. I think it's like yeah, Sony's going to dominate the launch shop because of all the shiny new games features it has. But Xbox did it. Th- Thing, it came out it's fine like it's not gonna have a lot of talk around it it came out it did this thing it's fine now now they can work on supporting the console more and bringing out new games it just yeah. doesn't have that shiny or but like then, you right. need to buy this yeah but then think about this too like sony is just going to dogpile on microsoft like when when gorilla gets geared up and starts putting out new stuff when insomniac puts out ratchet and clank when you know what i mean like when uh, sony santa monica releases uh ragnarok like the, the, all these, all these great first oh, like party the PS4, like the whole yeah, like just when that whole last those, gen. <laughs> when all those games start gearing up and start putting out sequels and new IP, it's really gonna dogpile on something that got a slow start and has a very slow next, like probably six months. Well, right. yeah. op- optimistically, it looks like is Microsoft's going to have Halo Infinite and Motorsports, if Forza Motorsport next year, which means in that time, like you were kind of saying there, Matt, they're going to have Ratchet and Clank, Demon Souls, Sackboy, Astrobot, uh, Horizon uh, Forbidden West. They're going to have uh, God uh, of War All-Star Ragnarok. Destruction Derby. Uh, Destruction All-Stars. All-Stars. Yeah. Oh, okay, you can't, um, can't use that as the plus for Sony. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, I, I, it's, fun, it's an exclusive it, game, it's though. It's an exclusive yeah. game. free to play on PS+. It's an exclusive next gen game so and then Gran Turismo that's eight that's eight games in Grand one Turismo year exclusive look. to their system and Microsoft yeah. has two and Halo Infinite's not necessarily looking promising right. right yeah I, I'm I trying think... to think I mean they might have more they I mean they have games announced obviously not as much as Sony like yeah, you know, I, yeah. I say it partly the joke Psychonauts 2 is something not big but you you name <laughs> Sackboy and stuff I think it's fair to bring that one no, yeah, like it's exclusive yeah. per se because like of the whole thing. Stuff too. I'm going to say would, something. I'm going to count PC as still exclusive to them. They have a lot uh, of I'm studios. I'm saying Psychonauts going to be on PS4 as well because they announced oh, it yeah, before the thing. So, yeah. It's still their game. Pan out and they make these banger games that you have to buy an Xbox yeah. to experience. They, That's they what I'm hoping for. Just Bethesda. Like, they have Bethesda. Yeah, I was going to say. When was the last time Bethesda right. put out a good game? Like, let's be honest. <laughs> well, okay, you know you're buying Elder Scrolls. Doom Eternal, oh, man. I'm going to buy it, but it is. Yeah, Doom Eternal. Best Some, shooter of all time. Yeah, but they didn't, and and Wolfenstein just, as well. Wolfenstein is a, is a tremendous shooter. Here's an unpopular yeah, Those aren't games they made, right? Those are just, they were just. Those, the, those are their games. Yeah, but they Bethesda owns it's it, not Bethesda do, Game but, Studios. It's but it is Bethesda. Right. Um, unpopular opinion. The Xbox Microsoft needs to make Bethesda games exclusive to Xbox. They have to. I, yeah, they, I have agree. To. they have to. You have to make do a it. reason why Don't people to go to Xbox. They have to Don't do, do it. it. Microsoft. It, okay. It's an unpopular opinion. They have to <laughs> do it. Before, Here's the I thing. Wanna, um, I want to piggyback off of Matt, like to further this. I have some. I work. I have some dude I work with. Guy, I was telling him I got the PS5. Music. Oh, it looks cool, but I think I'm gonna get Series X because I'm a huge Bethesda fan. Mm-hmm. Like, say what you will, that's going to drive the Xbox. That's Xbox needs these, like, yeah. these Bethesda games. 
E6 needs to launch on Xbox. And if anything, if a PlayStation user is like, man, I really want to play Elder Scrolls 6, they don't have to buy a Series X. They can stream it on xCloud if they're that desperate to play with this. And I feel like that is the kind of social trap that Microsoft's going to set to get you to give them money. Uh, they don't need to put it on PlayStation, but it's sounding more and more like they're open to it coming to PlayStation as well. But that's because the executives have said a lot of mixed messaging and things that yes. don't align up. And yeah, so we don't so really that, know. I think yeah, so it's PS5 marketing. They don't know. Answer. <laughs> this is a, this is a great conversation, guys. But we are uh, we're in a PS5 review discussion. That yeah. PS5 marketing. Let's bring it back. Can, can I get into the marketing? I got some it. stuff to say. All right, Jeff. I honestly think um, the PS5 marketing has not been the best as a whole. Yeah. Like, we've talked about these game shows where they had some bangers and stuff, but even then when, if you think back to those shows, they had some weird message that wasn't clear. Yeah. Um, like, even stuff with backwards compatibility from both sides, Microsoft and Sony, that whole thing's a mess. It's still confusing. They need to get it together. And Is just Demon's the, Souls coming to PC? I disagree. <laughs> um, and That's just, one of them. And when you talk about the games and like when they showed all Deathloop and Ghostwire, they didn't say those were exclusives. We had to get it from tweets and blog posts and stuff. Like mm -hmm. I know those aren't bad things that happen and those those being exclusive are good for them, but them not from a marketing standpoint, that's not good. And just kind of with Miles Morales and Horizon being showing them off as they are PS5 exclusive at at first and then backtracking again in blog posts and jeff Keeley, like <laughs> right. oh, when they oh, end, these, an, these when they end an event telling you the price and jeff Keeley has to tell you where and how to pre-order it on twitter yes. and that demon souls <laughs> yeah, is that a launch game <laughs> yes yeah. so even while it obviously worked out and i think it was gonna work out no matter what because they, right. they've had the games that's obviously fair but if you kind of look at the marketing and there are other examples i'm trouble thinking about but darby and i have been railing on sony um, <laughs> there's a lot there to criticize with it. Oh, the way it's not oh, perfect. I can't tell if you're thinking or if you froze. <laughs> He's running off a of PlayStation 4 right now. He'll load in. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I I kind of disagree. I get there are definitely some things they screwed up on. Well, like Jeff, I, is, Jeff is back with quickly. Do you, is there a final thought you want to get in, Jeff? Because we you got kind of cut out. Um, not really. That's generally what I had to say. Okay, just want to make sure. Sorry, go ahead, Brent. I think there's things they screwed up on, definitely. Like, the pre-order thing. Like, as much as I don't think it was a disaster because new tech's going to sell out, I do out think the announcement... me. <laughs> the yeah, the announcement one, of... So we're fine. <laughs> the announcement of it, I think, screwed up a little bit. But I think the whole thing of, like, games leading off of tweets and blog posts is like, yeah, I guess you could say that. But at the same time, it's like, most people aren't <clears> going to watch that reveal event anyways. And the same people that are probably gonna scroll through twitter and like see that announcement like i get it it's like you, it should be on the like splash screen but it's like sometimes either they don't know or it wasn't prepared trailer was made like six months in advance so like, i think for most people they're gonna scroll through twitter and find that anyway it's just us enthusiasts that are watching that thing live being like okay what's up with death oh it's oh scroll through 30 minutes later oh it's a playstation exclusive okay cool I don't think those are things that really like detract from marketing. Like, I don't, a lot of those points like screw up marketing in any way. 
I agree. It, like I said, there are certain things, but I think in the whole, I don't think they screw up their message at all. I think they told you what you needed to know, and then maybe like here and there clarified a couple things. I think the Miles Morales thing definitely like there's too many like mix up being like, oh, it's standalone to DLC. It's going to this. Yeah, that they. But that was, I thought Everything. that was all speculation. A lot of people, yeah, like marketing, they should have told us straight up. But people, I saw a lot of speculating. People like, oh, it's only, you know, it's it's like a DLC size game. Well, they like, no, it's not. But then someone in the studio also said, yeah, it's a smaller, it's smaller. So people yeah, speculated. themselves were saying some pretty confusing yeah, some executive. things. Yeah. Right. yeah, there's some Sony execs saying it, and then Insomniac said, hey, guys, the, uh, whatever they're saying is wrong. Right, so that's yeah. You know, if, if that's considered marketing, yeah, it's it was a bit confusing for sure. But it wasn't official marketing; it was just somebody tweeting out some stupid shit, and that's what you get in this technology age. Yeah. That's what you yeah, get with COVID going on. Like it was, you know, it was definitely a strange time to to be marketing and going through all this release stuff. So yeah, I, I mean, I would count tweets of, like from official things as marketing, especially at this point in time. Yeah. So even like with the we having to find all this stuff later and stuff. A lot of the people, like, you know, Britt was saying people would may scroll through Twitter. Potentially a lot of the people that aren't us who are completely glued in the stuff may not see those because the same people who are glued into watching those conferences are following people like Jeff Key. They might see a retreat mm-hmm. from someone, but that's not a guarantee. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think one I of the big so I think one of the big uh, kind of confusing messaging that we kind of had revealed to us over the course of a few months is, you know, we believe in generations and we believe in like making games for the and then it's like, well, what we meant by that is, you know, we can have a cross-gen game, but the it has to take advantage of the features of yeah. the PS5. It's like, well, that's kind of not how everyone interpreted that when when you said that. Uh, now, ultimately, uh, I think people still love Miles Morales. So it's like not a huge <laughs> problem. But now it's like, is God of War going to be like this? Is Ragnarok going to be like this? Is, you know, what uh, is Naughty Dog's next game gonna be ps5 exclusive are we gonna have that be crushed in too and like we shouldn't be asking these questions yeah i think that was them being like hey let's dog on xbox and then later on they're like you know we still have money to make ps4 let's just kind of like silently tell people that these are going to be on ps4 well it's funny that xbox did the opposite where they're like no we don't really believe in generation we're we're going (laughs) to have things on everything while they have more next gen exclusive yeah it, it's, it's also going back to like, apple analogies we're like apple to take took with the headphone port and then samsung's like no we believe in the headphone port the next <laughs> year they got rid of the headphone jack like true <laughs> all right jeff i want your rating first since you seem to be the most kind of uh iffy on the marketing um i'll give it a, i'll give it a three out of five just because i think there were some washes that were there just some irritation from the hardcore fans and not some great messaging going on but as you guys are saying like, and I agree with this 100%. It really doesn't matter, especially at the launch, because people who are buying at launch, like us, don't give a shit about, about all that stuff in the long <laughs> run because they have the games. And then don't give a just, shit because you can't get one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Brent, just since like, you seem to be like the Xbox. opposite of Jeff on most points, what's your score? I'd say four. Like, I agree with Jeff on some things. It can be better, but I think for the most part, they did their thing. They, they, we needed to know three things. Like, games launch date and price and we knew all those things before going in all the added things like there's some things they screwed up but like everything else fine it did what it needed to do it's good In my opinion i don't think they could have done it too much better holden what's your score 
Uh, I was going to say three, but some of the points that Jeff was bringing up, I'm going to go 2.5, actually. I think they were Ooh. really iffy throughout the entire time. They spent too much time teasing. And they're really the main highlights were just two events, which I think Jeff made some good points of how those events weren't really... We can look back at them with rose-colored glasses, but there were problems with those events. And that was one of the two peaks, or that was two of the three peaks. And the, the kind of last thing at the end was the trickle of embargoes. But like that's, I mean, even Microsoft had that. They just had less to show. Mm-hmm. Dallas, so I'll say 2.5 out of 5. I, I'm, <laughs> for the sake of it, I'm going to stick with a 5. 5 out of 5 for PS5? <laughs> yeah. So, I I'll always it. remember that event There's we all watched together. There's nothing they could improve on? Yeah. There's no, nothing no, they could have improved on? No. I, but, so, to Brent's point, I knew everything I needed to know. It was okay. clear marketing yeah. to me. I knew the, the haptics and the and, uh, adaptive triggers were something that was going to probably blow my mind. I knew I had to experience the 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 speed of this ssd you know like mm-hmm. that was going to blow my mind and i knew i was going to get a fucking badass game in, in miles morales you know so like i was sold like they if marketing is to get me to buy your product product they fucking did it 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. five out of five so all right matt I give it a three out of five. I wish that the pre-order language was a little better. And by a little better, I mean a hundred thousand million percent better. Yeah. And also, I wish that like the being able to order one straight from Sony worked. I didn't never got yeah. an email. Nope, me neither. Yeah. So, I mean, like that sucks. Like, thank God I was out getting ice cream with Lindy and we didn't have cash, <laughs> so we couldn't pay at the place. So when I got the GameStop notification, I like sprinted out of there. Like we, we didn't have to wait in line anymore and got <laughs> one because if, not, if, if I had just like rested on the fact that Sony was going to send me an email because I am a dedicated Sony fan and they were going to send me a pre-order, I, I wouldn't have got it. I, I, I still wouldn't have you. Yeah, totally goes to me, which sucks. Like, that totally sucks. And, like, I just, it felt like a very iffy uh, scenario anyway. But, yeah, I don't know. I, that, that just, like, that that bothered me about it. So I get, I give it a 3 out of 5. I, I like the teasing a little bit. I wish we had seen the console sooner. But, like Dallas said, like, I'll never forget that, like, watching that thing. Because we weren't sure, yeah. but we were kind of sure we were going to see it. And then, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so that, that was cool. That screenshot we got was, like... <laughs> That goes yeah. down in the ages. Yeah. yeah. That's not marketing what you want as a marketer. Like, come on. Yeah. You, want you, want Dal- like- you want Dallas's reaction to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I was going to give it a 4.5 just because I was going to, I thought everything was amazing about it. And then I was going to dock it for just being silent for so long. And then Jeff brought up a bunch of good points and I'm going to bring it down to a four. So I'm going to give it four out of five for marketing. Taking, again, this is not scientific or mathematic or anything like that, but taking all the scores that we've given it for everything so far and averaging them up together, uh, it rounds up to a 4.5 out of 5 for our PlayStation 5 as our final review score for it. I saved it. You (laughs) saved it, Dallas. You single-handedly saved Jazz and PS5. Yeah, it's a little bit of a cop-out. Dallas, you saved Sony. (laughs) (laughs) all right thank everyone for joining us today holden you can find him at the same spots every single week here at responding fire and uh dallas times square where i'm the statue i'm also there as well that's right times square statue that's right i Mm -hmm. totally forgot about that thank you always wearing a mask (laughs) still in times square um dallas you can see his his handiwork on our backgrounds going forward on our regular episodes uh with his screenshots you can follow him on twitter he posts some pretty dope stuff there d smitty games 
Matt Vieira, thank you for joining us from Mr. Rhode Island himself. Thank uh, you for having me. Nice sweatshirt. <laughs> thank you. It's from Providence, Rhode Island. You guys gave it to me. Um, go, follow, go follow him on Average Nobody's Fun Stuff. Uh, yeah. Go record in Vaulted Podcast. It's also a pretty cool, dope space with cool opportunity. If you're on yes. the East Coast. Anytime, hit me up. I at Average Nobody's or Matt from RI on Twitter. Check out Jeff and the nerds from large. Nerds from large. Nerds at large. We are in Darby have large, really cool, South Carolina. <laughs> they have a, a really dope podcast. They've done some really cool stuff. We have a whole Game of Thrones season eight spoiler cast for every single episode that we did with them. What is that? Seven years ago now. Um, just watch the finale. Hear our one. excitement. Yeah, you can hear just, our excitement, yeah, just, and then like it starts to fall downhill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Five. Out and then five. finally, thank you, Brent. For joining us from Uncultured Opinions Podcast, free to play podcast. Go check them out. Pretty fun, dope stuff. Everyone, this has gone so much longer than I thought it was going to, but it's been a, a really <laughs> right, fun Chad. discussion. Yeah, it was great. Hours. This is great. It's great. Um, yeah. Catch us back on our normal episode uh, on Sunday, twitch.tv slash affable idiots. Look forward to spoiler cast for launch games coming up in the next week and a half to two weeks as well. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's badass. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>